And it sounds like the new Assassin's Creed game will be a return to its roots. What does that mean for longtime fans of the franchise? People wanting to see RPG elements removed. I'm going to end the previous stream about Halo Infinite and bring everybody over. That way they can enjoy the brand new stream. And we are going to be breaking down all the info right here at the beginning of the stream, talking about about the brand new Assassin's Creed info we have. Assassin's Creed Mirage is a brand new title that they've confirmed. There's been rumors about when it's coming out. There's been rumors about every detail. I'm going to break everything down for you in a very quick update, and I'm going to discuss it with the live audience. If you like longer streams, hit subscribe and the bell button. I do this so you don't have to go searching for the info. This is a Reforge update. The new Assassin's Creed game is apparently a return to the basics or a return to its roots. I want to talk about the leaks, the DMCAs that went out, a quick announcement from Ubisoft, and then questioning whether or not a return to basics is going to be good for the Assassin's Creed franchise. So be sure to watch the entire video. If you like these short updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my live streams and Be sure to head over to Reforge Gaming where I stream live. First, let's just talk about the leaks. So there were already leaks about an Assassin's Creed that was going to take place in Baghdad, and then images started leaking, and those images got DMCA'd. Within the same day of those DMCA takedown requests, they made their announcement about this game coming out. According to GamesRadar.com, Assassin's Creed Mirage will likely take place in Baghdad in the 9th century and the setting as well as the strong original Assassin's Creed vibes it's giving off is going down well with fans. Many of the Assassin's Creed fans are saying this looks like a game I can get behind looks like we're going back to being an assassin. Rumors are that RPG elements will be minimized right here from the game's radar report. As well as the setting seemingly taking a strong inspiration from the first Assassin's Creed, there are rumors that Mirage will drop the RPG-style system of recent games and go back to basics with smaller locations and an emphasis on stealth. This is, in many people's minds, a huge win for the franchise. Many people felt that AC Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla were too bloated and big. They didn't like that huge departure from what made the games good in their mind. I actually think that this might be a mistake, but we're going to have to wait for more details. This apparently is a return to the core formula. While some fans like the more expansive and combat-heavy direction the series has taken, I'm one of those people, a lot are excited for the potential return to the classic Assassin's Creed formula. So what are some fans saying? Not that this is major breaking news, but a couple fans said the following. Smaller in scale gets my juices flowing. I love these games, but they have just become so bloated that it becomes a chore near the end, especially Valhalla. The question is, is simpler actually better? Another fan echoed this opinion by saying, if it returns to its roots, I'm all for this. Valhalla exhausted me when it came to the more RPG-leaning AC games. For many, fun for many hours, but I want to go back to the simpler styles. Many want to see this return to the actual Assassin's Creed story as well with the Animus and how the original games were built, and that undercurrent of the storyline has definitely been lacking in the newer titles. They're, they're, right now, they're more just like action-adventure RPG games. They're not really games that center themselves around the original AC formula and the original story. 
The official tweet from the Assassin's Creed Twitter account said, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the next Assassin's Creed game. We can't wait to tell you more on September the 10th at Ubisoft Forward, 9pm CEST, 12pm Pacific. And then they did the hashtag Assassin's Creed. So that September the 10th event, we're going to try and cover Ubisoft Forward live on Reforge Gaming. Make sure and check that out. I'm torn here because I love the RPG elements and the larger scale. Assassin's Creed Origins is my favorite. I wish I actually had time to play Odyssey in Valhalla. The content loop in those games was enjoyable the little bit that I got to taste. Although some would say you didn't give it the distance. If you would have went the distance, you'd have gotten tired of the content loop. I just wonder, does size automatically make those games bad? This could be a devolution going backwards instead of going forwards with this idea that stripping the game down to a more simplistic stealth game is what the game needs. It might feel like a huge setback and feel like a too simplistic approach for a AAA title. As always, let me know what you think in the comments below. Head over to Reforge Gaming where I stream live and I'll see you in the next video. Alright, well hopefully rushing that redirect didn't screw us up here. It looks like most everybody came over. We usually wait a whole lot longer uh, before we do that. I usually am live for about 30 seconds before I redirect everybody over, but I did that redirect much, much faster. Uh, I did not want to have that stream end up being longer than three hours. I just, I don't like that. Streams that are longer than three hours, uh, they tend to not get treated as well. Uh, when they're a VOD and I got it under four seconds just under the three hour mark four seconds under so thank you to everybody who stuck with us came over and listened to that opening discussion what do you think where do you land on this does Assassin's Creed need to ditch the RPG the big open world feel the more combat focused action RPG feel do they need to go back to being a more simplistic stripped down smaller game that focuses on stealth I don't think it needs to go back. I think that's a huge... I think it's a huge mistake uh, to do that. You got whiplash from that redirect? Yeah, I went really, 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 really fast. Yes, they need to. People are saying yes, they're saying no. Argue why you think it needs to change or not change. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. My position is that AC Origins was exactly what the game needed. It brought the game forward. It made it feel like a more modern action RPG game. It didn't feel like something that I had played before. I just got a Ubisoft Forward is Coming email. They're emailing about this. It looks like uh, you can enter a chance to win a Rocksmith guitar i continue to get game codes for uh tower princess i i've emailed them back and said i already got a code and i already did a video for your game i don't know why they keep doing this i uh muted the wrong thing there sorry to me odyssey was great it was a little bloated but overall, the systems worked really well with each other. I honestly think that they could just focus on stealth while keeping the open world. I think you could meet in the middle. I think you could meet in the middle. Why do we have to have this extreme, like, we gotta run from, we gotta run from action RPG combat focused, open world focused, and we gotta run to like the Assassin's Creed One format. Do you, do you really want to play Assassin's Creed 1 again with newer graphics? Well, then just do a remake, for crying out loud. Do a remaster. Exactly, read the above take. I think we may learn Saturday 
that they have the ability and the intentions to make both the large RPG style and the smaller OGAC style available to everyone with the Infinity platform. They've had massive success with both versions. So you think they're going to try and deliver both, and that's what AC Infinity's for. Guys, almost 300 of you came over on the redirect. Do me a favor. This is a new video, so I need your likes again. I need your new likes. Give me 100 likes right off the rip. We all just came over. I know you're lurking. I know you're typing an email. You're in the middle of something. Take a couple seconds and do that for me. It makes a huge difference for us. It communicates to YouTube that you're enjoying this video as much as the last, and we appreciate that support. I might try a new Assassin's Creed that is closer to Assassin's Creed 2, says Wheezy. The new RPG ones haven't interested me in a bit, and they seem bloated from the outside looking in. I think Assassin's Creed Origins was the sweet spot, and I believe it's the archetype. Right? I think it's the archetype. I think Assassin's Creed Origins is where you take the franchise. If Assassin's Creed Mirage is basically the AC1 format and combat's less of a focus and and it's a smaller game and you're not like you don't have the open world feel I don't know I, 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 that to me feels like a devolution that doesn't feel like the right ch- the right step I'm biased towards game that let me go out and explore so having Assassin's Creed jump into that seems awesome they could have dumbed it down to God of War style and size especially for the hype of God of War Keep it large scale, but allow for stealth options, says Valiant. This is like the thing I said in the last stream. Make me feel the way the first game made me feel. Don't just duplicate the first game. I've changed. You need to change too. If I stab someone in the back, they should die, not fight back. Weren't there some people that you couldn't assassinate, though, even in the originals? Assassin's Creed is like buying a PC from Best Buy, full of bloat. If they can bring it down, it would be a much better game, says Hussein. AC Origins was so good, Valhalla and Odyssey were decent, but they were so long and full of bloated content. I love the original games, but I agree that they can do both. What if they did something like this at the beginning? Right? Ghost of Tsushima, that's all. They got it spot on. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is a great open world action adventure RPG game that doesn't feel bloated. It feels adequate. It, I mean, it feels excellent, I would say. And even even I take issue with some of the quest design in Tsushima. They really just need to finally go back and make a game that actually follows the movie. Simpler and shorter. David from Alien, brain-dead characters and thin plot twists. Everything we need, let's go. They can strip it down without making it worse and focus on the better parts, like improving combat, traversal, and things of that nature. I enjoyed being able to be stealthy or just be the brute. I still have a huge portion. Uh, I still played a huge portion of AC Valhalla Stealth. We need 12 more likes for the first 100 likes. Come on, lurkers. 300 of you guys came over to the new stream. Smash that button. Let's get a good start here. If you're just tuning in, the new Assassin's Creed game was confirmed to be Assassin's Creed Mirage. And that's not really what we're discussing. There's not much to discuss there. They just announced it. But according to rumors and leaks, they're going to minimize and get rid of the RPG elements and go to a more traditional Assassin's Creed format. And I'm worried. I'm like, that doesn't sound good to me. That sounds like a step backwards. RPG, Ghost isn't an RPG. Ghost of Tsushima is an RPG. How could it not be an RPG? Have you played the game? If you played Ghost of Tsushima and you don't think it's an RPG, I don't know what game you played. It it has it has different 
kits you can equip, different skills you can invest in, different things that you can master, different things to do in the game to, to fuel those skills, those abilities, and those builds. You can play that game completely different than me depending on the kit and the skills that you enable and, and, the, and the approach that you take. Ghost of Tsushima is 100% an RPG. It's not an overstated, overbaked RPG. It's definitely more minimalistic in its in its influence over over what you do, but it's definitely an RPG. Assassin's Creed Mirage will be good. They're bringing back classic controls. It's going to be simpler, better story. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I got so many AC posters in my room. Best UB service. So it's RPG light. I wouldn't call it RPG light. I would just say it's a good RPG. A good RPG is one where you have good build choices and it impacts your gameplay. Like, it doesn't need to be heavy-handed to be an RPG. I wouldn't say RPG light. I would say it's just a good RPG. They did a good job with it. We've had too many RPG Assassin's Creed games. I don't mind going back to the old formula, says Vigil. Service games fool around too much. It's always a double uh, instead of a triple A. People probably mean the lack of choice and consequences. There's no choice in consequences in Ghost of Tsushima? Valhalla had a toggle for one-hit kills, and many encounters required open combat. I just want stealth to be a completely viable option. A lot of people didn't like the RBG style, that's why they're doing that. If you play the old AC games like 1, 2, 3, and 4, it's way better. Long time ago, when single-player games were a thing, they wanted an RPG to make the game go longer instead of finishing it. I played Assassin's Creed Syndicate recently and the movement is horrible. It's like you're on rails. Nothing free about the free running, says Valiant. Creature saying that stealth is completely viable in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'd, I've not played AC Valhalla enough to commentate, but there's a couple of people in chat saying if you want to play AC Valhalla stealth, you can. Same energy as Forknife, adding a no build mode. What if they did this? Let me run this by you. What if in Assassin's Creed Mirage, they said, do you want a more traditional Assassin's Creed experience or do you want a more RPG open world experience? And if you choose the more traditional experience, they just trim the fat way down. There's way less things on the map to draw your attention to. It's a more linear experience. It's, it's, it's not nearly as RPG focused. And you don't have all that in there. You just kind of play it a more traditional way. But then I want to play the more RPG, more open world way. Do you think that would be a possible option? I think that'd be really, really hard to develop. But would that be something that you would want to see? Or do you think that that creates almost two different versions of the game, which wouldn't be good for the property? I wish I could choose bo- both. Make a poll. You, uh, you guys want a poll? Which version of Assassin's Creed do you prefer? The classic experience or the open world RPG? Alright, here we go. Which Assassin's Creed game type do you prefer? Classic style AC1 and AC2, right? RPG open world style origins uh, origins uh, Valhalla 
All right, we got to get rid of the word style. So do you want classic like AC1 and AC2? Or do you want RPG open world like Origins and Valhalla? Which Assassin's Creed game type do you prefer? There you go. You got a poll now. Take the poll at the top of the chat. Yes, let's take 17 steps backwards. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a big step backwards. You took Assassin's Creed, involved, evolved it into a modern RPG open world action game, and you want to go back to like stripped down linear stealth game? Come on, we've played that game already. I I think that's the problem. Right? That's the problem. I've already played that game. And I think a lot of people play Valhalla. And this is what happens. You it's it's got so much to do, and you do it all, and you do it all, and you do it all. And eventually, after a week or two, you're like, I've already played this content even though it's a new area, territory, or mission, I've already played this content. So I feel like both people are saying the same thing. I don't want to go back to the old formula because I've already played that game. There's only so much... This is just my opinion. Disagree with me and make an argument. I think there's only so much you can do with like AC1, AC2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. There's only so much you can do with that format, which is why the evolution of the game into a more RPG-focused open-world game makes sense. I I think maybe they went too far with Odyssey and Valhalla. You trim that back so it doesn't feel so bloated and so repetitious and so redundant like, yeah... I, this is great that I'm playing for my 35th hour, but I've already done this before. Lono, you think Origins is the archetype? I disagree. Brotherhood is the archetype. I think if they came out with a game like Brotherhood right now, I think if they did that, I think people would feel like it's 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 dated and it's a devolution of the of the franchise and the property. You know what I think it is? If you play Assassin's Creed as a completionist, then the open world style would be exhausting. If they went a little bit more like Witcher 3, then it's more optional. Valiant, I've always said that uh, games that are as bloated as AC Odyssey and AC Valhalla, they pit they pit your completionism against you. It's like it's pitted against you. You, you start to feel, well, I'd love to check all these boxes, but it's going to take a lifetime. So you feel like your own desires dissolve themselves. Does that make sense? Like the satisfaction you get from checking those boxes, they fold in on themselves. So the very thing that you want to do starts to fight against itself and it dissolves itself. You're like, I want to do that. And the desire to do it overwhelms you. And it's like, it's like, oh, I want to go surfing. And as you look at the wave, it starts to get so big. You're like, I don't know if I want to surf anymore. Crash, and it just crashes on you, and you're like, there's too much to do. Your own desire flips backwards and smacks you in the face, and you're like, I don't want to do this. And then what's that do? It robs you of enjoyment in the game, because then you start playing the game too linearly. You focus on just quests and side quests, and you feel like you're leaving all these goodies on the road. It's like when you play like Borderlands and you have to open up every chest and every locker and it's bothersome if you don't do it. That's what it starts to feel like. You're like, I'm just leaving stuff undone on the road. That and the rewards aren't there. It's literally a box ticking exercise or homework. 
if they put loot or powerful crafting materials behind it so you can grind power, then I think it works. This is why I think Spider-Man's open world was perfect, because all the things you do in the open world feed your power, your strength, and your ability to build the Spider-Man that you want to be. In my opinion, people just think they want old-school Assassin's Creed back in the same way they thought they wanted old-school Halo back. Once they get it, I think they'll be let known that it won't be the way they remember it as. This is exactly why I said our discussion earlier today was related to this discussion. I think people have an over-realized nostalgia for Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations, and I think that because of that, they think that if they got that game again, they'd feel better. Oh, that's what I want. You, You have a fond memory of those games, but I'm telling you, those games hit their own design ceiling. I'm telling you right now, that the Assassin's Creed classic formula they hit their own design ceiling there's only so much you can do with that formula eventually it's like yeah it's gonna feel like the game you played two games ago I love having volition over my own power fantasy in a game if I grind and let me feel powerful T-Bone says Lono I would argue that the old Assassin's Creed games had more meaningful content because it wasn't overbearing and you reliably could finish the game in under 90 hours cough cough Valhalla okay so T-Bone the question is is that because of open world RPG or is it because of game bloat open world RPG does not equal game bloat as we can see in Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ghost of Tsushima and I would even argue Assassin's Creed Origins is very doable You could just play Assassin's Creed like you play Sea of Thieves. Leave the gold just lying on the floor. (laughs) Shut up. It's, I don't think it's indicative that like, oh, it's an RPG open world game. Like, ask my brother about the open world RPG game that he has continued to say was one of the most pleasant surprises of his gaming, you know, experience in the last five years, which was Immortals Phoenix Rising. My son was playing it the other day, and I got the itch. I was like, oh man, I wish I could have played this game beginning to end, and got every nook and cranny, and cleared every inch of the map. Why? Because it looks awesome. It's, it's Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild had a baby, and that game's an open world RPG they very much mimic the RPG elements from Assassin's Creed I mean it's like one to one and looks great to me I don't think open world RPG as a format means you gotta do game bloat like AC Odyssey and AC Valhalla if they wanna make another open world make the side things worth it like The Witcher or Elden Ring Ubisoft are able to make linear games with good stories just look at Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia I spent 170 hours in Odyssey and didn't touch any DLC, says Quiet Shy. That just feels like way too much content. Yes, Phoenix Rising is god-tier for fun gaming. Nothing recent touches it. What was that game, Immortals? Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising is one of the best action RPGs you can play. It is so fun. You can make it as hard as you want or as, or as just straightforward as you want. Completionist map clearing, fun combat, good game design, actually pretty good and funny dialogue, good voice acting. Immortals Phoenix Rising, what platforms? Like every platform is everywhere. They were originally going to call it Gods and Monsters, but they had to change it to, to Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is a freaking terrible name. Yeah, it's on Game Pass right now. It's criminally underrated. If you like Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed, this is their love child. It's so good. A $2 tip from AB. I now have fatigue of open world games, not just AC. 
Yeah, how much of this is just open world game art like fatigue? Right? Guys, we have over 300 people here. Thank you for tuning into our second show of the day. We need 70 people to smash the like button that haven't done so yet. So smash it. Let's see 200 likes. Phoenix Rising is the best game Ubi's made in the last five years. Phoenix is a superb game. What would God of War be considered? Semi-open. It's not an open world game. Semi-open world. All platforms. Great funny writing. Fun combat. Awesome fun puzzles. A pure joy to play. Yeah, good puzzles. Yes, exactly. There's so much to love in Phoenix Rising. So much to love. I definitely think mine is open world fatigue, says Quiet Shy. If it's on Game Pass, then that's a reason for me to fire up my Series X. The nostalgia is going to run out of gas quick, says Creature. I'm telling you. Right, that's what I'm saying. Assassin's Creed hit their ceiling. And if you play another linear, trimmed down, stealth focused game, you're going to get about halfway through and be like, I've played this game already. I've done all this before. You know, like, I, I just, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they nail this format. I do. I hope they nail this format. But I think, as Creature's saying, I think the nostalgia gas tank's gonna run out real quick. Mine is just liking classic better. Nothing to do with open world fatigue, says Distorted. It's like Hitman, same format, over and over, says Andres uh, Lopez. Linear games, the story and the combat's always tight. Open world usually means bland and cheese. I didn't feel like the combat in Odyssey was bland or Origins. Combat was awesome. You could definitely play Origins and Odyssey your own way with the combat. Same with Valhalla. I don't want to sound brash, but people wanted an open world for more exploration and more content. Now there's fatigue and a desire to scale back. I don't agree with that at all. It's like this, Detective Seeds. Let's say that you really, really, really love steak. And you go back to this steak restaurant. And over the years, the 8-ounce becomes a 10-ounce, becomes a 16-ounce, becomes... You get to the point where you're going there, and the entree is so big and so bloated that your love for steak, it almost feels like it's pitted against you. Because it's gutting for you to not eat it all when it's freshly prepared. But it's so much steak that you feel sick if you eat the whole thing. Like, it's unhealthy. Right? You guys can make jokes about, what's too much steak, really? Like, you can make jokes all you want. But imagine a 32-ounce steak. Like, you get to the point where you're like, I love it so much that looking at it makes me feel bad about not finishing it. And yet I know if I continue to eat it, I'm going to feel sick. It's so much. Eventually you'd say, can you just go back to the 16-ounce porterhouse? Can you just go back to the 16-ounce ribeye? This is too much. And so open-world games have gotten so big and so and so dense that your love for it ends up turning you off. You look at it and you're like, there's so much out there to do. I know for a fact I can't do it all. It's overwhelming. You go through completion paralysis. You're like, it's too much. It's why I have steak once a week and not once a day. Right. A 10 spot from Peepo. Excited for this Saturday to watch along with you guys. Thank you. I can see why people would want AC to do it. I mean, I want From Software to drop the open world. 
so I could see why people would want AC to do it. Yeah, thank you again for the $10 tip, people. Guys, gifted memberships are fixed, by the way, so feel free to gift some members. There's a lot of great names in chat. We love names with joysticks next to them. Listen, a lot of people agree with Eugene that like open world really hurt the From Software format, and I think a lot of people would argue the same thing here about Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has been harmed by the open world format. I disagree, because I think we have an example of a really good open world Assassin's Creed game called Origins. And a cousin to that game, a distant relative, goes to Tsushima. These are really good open world melee based with stealth action adventure games. I think Origins is a perfect balance. I think the distant relative that the game has in Ghost of Tsushima, I think I think Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's your format. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You're like, oh, our customer said it was too much steak. We're removing steak from the menu. No! Wait! No, no, no! Don't do that! I just want less! I want to complete the map. I want to explore the map. I want to have RPG elements. I just don't want that much. It's too much. Detective says, right, but if we don't get the whole stake, the devs will feed us pieces through the use of DLC mechanism and we'll water it down. Maybe, maybe not. As I said, we have examples of games that have gotten it right. I have the same Venom shirt. You have good taste. You're watching my stream and you have this shirt. Up close, you can't even tell what it says. I just like it because it looks like a metal band t-shirt. We're Venom! The leveling got in the way by the end of Origins. Tsushima and Immortals are better are the better land for them. I don't remember having any issues at the end of AC Origins. I know AC Valhalla, people loved it, but they were like, my gosh, can you stop? What the heck? You know what AC Valhalla was? AC Valhalla was the last Assassin's Creed. I believe this is tied to AC Mirage. Write this one down. Write this one down. This is a good one. I think AC Valhalla was the last open world Assassin's Creed game they want to build that isn't live service. That's what I believe. I believe the time investment they put in the Valhalla made them say, what are we doing? We're building a world that's like it's an MMO light sized world. What are we doing? Why would we not use this over and over and over again? Which is what they did with Valhalla. They turned it into their first live service Assassin's Creed game. And the success and the positive response was so good. They changed their future plans for the franchise. Assassin's Creed Infinity is going to be an ongoing live service Assassin's Creed game. It's going to be like an MMO light game. I believe that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is their last non-truly live service open world game like Valhalla's live service but they sort of baked it in as they went Infinity's going to be built from the ground up to be live service they're not going to build an open world Assassin's Creed ever again that's why I think they're doing this with Mirage they want to have like one last hurrah with the franchise a return to the roots and then Assassin's Creed Infinity comes out And Assassin's Creed Infinity is going to be a completely new idea and rendition of what what it is to play an Assassin's Creed game. That's what I think is happening. 
I think Odyssey was a healthy mix of Origins and Valhalla in terms of scope, size, and content. That's just my opinion, though. Everyone enjoys gaming experiences differently. You know what's funny, Detective Seeds? Odyssey is one of the games, along with Valhalla, I just wished I had more time for. Because it, it scratched an itch, and I didn't have time for it. My, it was a personal thing. It wasn't the game's fault. It was a personal thing. My head hurts thinking about all these game series. Just make a new IP, don't call it Assassin's Creed because it's not, and when they want to make a stealth game, they can release Assassin's Creed. I don't agree with that. I don't think a franchise needs to do that. I think plenty of games have shed their styles, and they're still faithful to the franchise. The Legend of Zelda is is proof of this. You know? Mario is proof of this. I think plenty of franchises have evolved beyond the original constraints of what they built. They want Valhalla to be live service. They're not far from it. Yeah, Valhalla, I think when Valhalla was originally built, I don't think they had live service in mind. I think somebody was in a meeting and said, dude, this map is so big. What are we doing? Why are we not treating this like a live service game? Our map is bigger than some of the more popular live service games that are out there. Destiny or The Division. Anthem didn't last, but look at the size of Anthem. Like, they looked at the size of the map in Valhalla, and they were like, oh my gosh. Like, what are we doing? We're in agreement on this one. But we can also agree we're tired of them coming out of the Animus. That part in the dialogue becomes so diluted and cheesy. Oh yeah, leave the Animus behind. Chat, do you agree with that? Just leave the Animus behind. Who cares about that crap? think about it you pay 60 and you play the game for 30 hours or spend 60 and play an open world game for forever right but here's the thing arvin they both scratch a different itch they both scratch a different itch you could tell me that i could spend 60 dollars and come back every weekend to play laser tag and then you could also say hey you can spend 60 dollars and come back every week to this bowling alley. Bowl to your heart's content or play laser tag to your heart's content. There are going to be people that are like, why on earth would I play laser tag every weekend? And then there's going to be other people that are like, why on earth would I play bowling every weekend? Now, some people might be like, I want to do both. But the point I'm making is, some people look at the $60 game with a 30-hour campaign that's linear, and then some people look at the $60 live service ongoing game, and one makes them recoil, and the other makes them celebrate. Because many people are like, 30 hours? I just wanted to keep going. Now, they might not skip out on it, because it's still 30 hours that they're going to enjoy, but there are definitely people that look at the ongoing service model, and they recoil, and they say, No thanks. It's going to be this diluted, stretched piece of dough that's not substantive enough to live off of. You know? just They're going to stretch it too thin. It won't be good content. Many times when a game tries to stretch itself around the live service format, it can dilute the substance, 100%. You ain't going to play the same game for more than six months, not anymore. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that prediction. I think we're on the cusp of MMO-style games and live service games vying for everybody's attention. I think you're incorrect on that. Fortnite, Apex, and Warzone are proof of the opposite. 
I think everybody's trying to tap into the winning formula. How do I get people to play and play and play and play some more? That's the future. They're trying to tap into that because people play video games far differently now than they used to. I grew up during the era of Saturday morning cartoons and then we got to turn on the Nintendo for an hour or two and that was it. Once a week. Maybe, maybe on Sunday we got to play a little bit. Maybe Friday afternoon. That is not the way games are played these days. Teenagers and up to the middle-aged, to the elderly, they're playing a video game every single day. Little old ladies building worlds in Minecraft. You know, teenagers drooling over their Fortnite wins. You know, 30-something-year-olds playing, you know, uh, Call of Duty every night. Everybody's trying to tap into that gamer rhythm. They want it. They want your attention. It's the most valuable commodity of today. If they have your attention, the money follows. I don't see what's wrong with the big open world. Yeah, so if we look at the poll, if you're just tuning in, the new Assassin's Creed game, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, is rumored to be very different than AC Valhalla, uh, or Odyssey or Origins, which is why we're asking the question, which Assassin's Creed game do you prefer? Classic, like AC 1 and 2, or RPG Open World, like Origins and Valhalla? I'm not surprised that it's a 60-40 split, so make sure and cast your vote up there. We have 238 votes. Let's try to have the same number of likes as votes, by the way. After you take the poll, give the video a like. It's free to subscribe to my channel. It doesn't cost anything, and you'll be here for the content. Or you can do what's in chat right now. You can become a member. That's a three-month milestone membership for Christy Access Quest. Origins and Odyssey are the games that really got me hooked in the series because I can play them however I want. Hopefully Mirage can deliver. They first said 500, then they scaled it back after complaints. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh yeah, the Dying Light 2 thing. Yeah, they trotted out 500 hours. Everyone's like, what the frick, bro? Are you hiring me? Do I need to submit my resume first? 500 hours? Am I now an employee? Why am I going to play a game that much? And they're like, well, what we mean is... Uh, what we mean is, is we mean that you, you, if you do literally everything, it, you can play that much, right? You can play that much. The issue is, is that they were trying to basically take every square inch of their game and they were trying to make it seem as though it was the most substantive thing ever built on God's green earth. And what they ended up doing is they ended up turning everybody off. Everyone's like, bro, we want big games, but not like that, right? It was just too much. Lono, it comes out that we have two groups of people here wanting two completely different games. Exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. There's a general stigma now. There is a general stigma now for open world RPG games and honestly it's Assassin's Creed's fault to a certain extent Assassin's Creed did this more than anybody else 100% it's on them (laughs) stigma stigma nuts no they did they did like I think they're the most guilty offender of just puking on an open world map and making everyone feel like G-Mini Christmas more, G-Mini Christmas more. I mean, Syndicate did map puke. 
Origins did map puke. As much as I liked both Syndicate and Origins, they both did Ubisoft map puke. And then it got real bad in Odyssey, and it went like, they went full in Valhalla. They went full. So, I think when people look at open world RPG games, they're like, enough is enough. Just make a good game, bro. Enough is enough. I don't need all that. And it's like, here's the thing. It's not open world RPG's fault, as we've proven with both Ghost of Tsushima and Immortals Phoenix Rising and Spider-Man and Miles Morales. You can do open world RPG and it works. You can do it. You can totally do it. It doesn't need to be the extreme case every time. You know? Man, we got 350 people here. That like button, man. Don't be scared of it. Give it a smack. Take our poll at the top of the chat and then click like. That's a great ritual whenever you come into my streams. Let us know what you think in the poll, then hit like, then start typing away in chat and let me know what you think. Aaron says for me personally, open world games without co-op and some form of PvP just don't do it for me. Ubisoft is milking their own IP as usual. Wait, Ubisoft's doing that? Nintendo doesn't do that with Mario? Like, what do you mean? Milking their own IP as usual. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to continue making money from their most successful IPs. That's just such a weird way to look at it. I don't hate all open world games. I just hate open world where it's not required. If a map is big, just so you can collect a piece of crappy garbage, then it's just a waste of time. What does that even mean? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, they have a really successful IP called Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they're just milking it. What do you mean? They're continuing to make more. Why would they not do that? Hey, guys, we have a long-standing franchise that's been out for a super-duper long time. Uh, we just had a very successful live, live service experiment with our latest Assassin's Creed game, AC Valhalla. Why don't we just stop? Do you guys want to stop? Let's make a... Uh, Let's make a farming sim instead. Let's do that. I what? Why would we continue to to? We don't want to be guilty of just milking this IP. We don't want to be guilty of a cash grab. You know, making monies for the birds. Wait, what? Everybody does this. That's just like an empty criticism. I actually don't like AC1 because of the heavy stealth aspect, and Valhalla was way too big. Can we get a game somewhere in between? Thank you. Thank you. That's what we need. That's what we need. We don't need to run back to Daddy AC and say, rescue us from open world futility. No. There's an. It, there's got to be an in-between here. There's got to be an in-between here where people are able to enjoy open world and RPG and not feel overwhelmed by it and people are able to do stealth and sneak around if they really want to take things slow, if that's their way of playing. No one accuses League of Legends, CSGO, WoW for milking their IP. doesn't change names and it's been running for like 10 plus years. So balance. Yeah, both realities need to exist. I don't think they're enemies. I don't think a more linear, more stripped-down stealth game is at odds with an open-world game. Right? I just don't think so. 
Brotherhood and unity are my goal for balance of open world and focused adventuring. Funny enough, a lot of people have said Assassin's Creed Unity is one of the best Assassin's Creeds, but it just got so mired in bugs that no one gave it a chance. I feel in a similar way, but you have to understand, some of these games make you do chores for no reason. In AC games since Origin, some of the side quests were just chores. I 100% agree with you. That's why I said you gotta trim the fat. I think AC Origins is the archetype. Just trim some of the fat. I don't need to go every town and chase somebody. Right? I don't need to go to every town and, and, and find a chicken feather. Like, I'm just making that up. I don't know what they had you do in that game. I've not played it in a long time, but AC Origins is my favorite. And like, why, why, why can't you just go for a middle? Like, trim some of that fat off. Witcher 3 is still the best standard for open world, says Valiant. Unity launched so terribly it got screwed. Yeah, I still play Unity from time to time, says Tigrim. This guy says, yep, ACU is the best, says Resolve. Agreed, Unity is one of the best story. Parkour is top-notch. Yeah, somebody else in chat says the parkour was good in that game. Yeah, Victor says Unity is peak parkour. That's another thing. The parkour of the newer AC games became so bad. You know what it was, Victor? When games create convenience and the convenience becomes a nuisance, you've gone too far. And I feel like they went for convenience for mantling parkour and climbing to like, I'm grabbing everything. It's like you're trying to chase somebody through the village and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should grab onto this wooden cart. You're like, get off the cart. He gets off the cart and you're running and you go to round a corner and he starts climbing the wall. You're like, get off the wall. It's all, they, they went so far toward let's make verticality more convenient and more seamless it's a nuisance. It's like everything you touch is a climbed mantleable surface. You're just like you like grab onto it. It's like you're Spider-Man and you don't have control of your hands. You're just grabbing onto stuff and all of a sudden you're hanging off of a wall. I think when they say they're going back to their roots, I don't think they're going to exactly remove all the current RPG elements. They will probably just streamline things. Well, here's the thing, Weeze. Let me read you what troubled me, okay? There are rumors that Assassin's Creed Mirage will drop the RPG-style system of recent games and go back to the basics with smaller locations and an emphasis on stealth. So the RPG-style system is rumored to be completely dropped in this game, not there just not present which I think is a devolution I think the RPG menu systems and the gear and the kit and the weapons and stuff I think is awesome now one of the reasons it might be getting dropped is because if there's a lower emphasis on combat you don't need all that you don't need 25 different weapons with their own weapon tiers you you don't you don't need that because you're not you're not it's not combat focused anymore it's stealth focused so I it, it when I read that I got worried. I was like, I feel like the RPG elements are a really good thing. I remember some of the side quests from The Witcher 3 would leave you on your toes because of their depth and the drama, and Geralt would always add a comment that would teach you more about him. The only time I got a little annoyed was earlier in The Witcher when you like were helping some guy get his goat. I'm like, really? Do I? I actually was annoyed at the... At the uh, the abundance of dialogue. I didn't need a whole dialogue tree. I was like, buddy, I'll get your goat. Just shut up. That was how I felt. 
they just couldn't they just couldn't have you engage in a simple quest grab there had to be this big long story about the goat yeah and jingling the bell get the frick out of here that was so early in the game I was like what is this what just happened to the game where I was running around and fighting like a griffin the size of a dadgum whale and now I'm doing this but then name an escort quest in any way that isn't. Yeah, exactly. Escort quests and chasing quests are the worst. They are the worst. I like. I want to be in the planning meeting where they're like, guys, you know what our game needs more of? Just a mission where the player has to hold the joystick forward and chase after somebody. And really what we should do is remove skill from the equation. Have it be a timed chase sequence where... The, the the enemy is insurmountable for a certain amount of time and then eventually just automatically tackles them. I think we should do that, you know, uh, every 60 minutes in the game. People would be like, who, why, no. <laughs> Everyone hates those missions, bro. Or you run past and the quest stops. Yeah, you go too far and the NPC like freezes. He's like, this village just hasn't been the same since the plague. One day we'll... And they just like stop. And you gotta come back to them. They're like, we'll be able to be free of the pestilence that's now infected our land. Don't walk too fast. Now I'm an old man. It's like, Jiminy Christmas! <laughs> just stop it! <laughs> I liked how they did it in uh, Ghost of Tsushima. However fast you rode your horse, they would match your speed. And then if you got too close to the next step of the quest, they would slow you down and they would slow down as well. And you couldn't go past them. You couldn't ex- exceed their their top speed. I thought that was fine. Never kill the, wen- the vendor in White Orchard by bringing a beehive? No. Same with eavesdropping missions in old AC games. They were terrible. No escort quests in any game from now on. The worst is when you have to escort them and they're like, they're getting shot at. (laughs) You're like, get down! Get behind something! They're like standing out in the open, like looking around, like kind of ducking and putting their hands up and like bullets are just like, just drill it into the side of their skull. You're like, come on, man! Get down! What are you doing? You're getting shot. Your health bar's going down. You, uh, <clears throat> I want an AC1 remake. You know what's funny? When they did their big Assassin's Creed celebration... Yo, it's good, Real Gamer. Great content, thank you. When they did their big Assassin's Creed celebration, a lot of us thought that's what they were going to do. A lot of us thought... They're gonna re- they're gonna do a remake of AC one. There's gonna be an Assassin's Creed one remake or remaster, and maybe that was just sp- like speculation that was maybe formally more rooted in like, oh no, they do want to go back to basics, and that's what AC Mirage is gonna be. Like Assassin's Creed Mirage could be their love letter to like old school Assassin's Creed before they launch out into AC Infinity. Escort Lono through a castle. He's just casually walking through, not ducking. Yeah, just like, I'm just getting shot up, man. It's fine. Arrows in my head and my legs. I'll be all right. Resolve says, is it me or does it feel like we are still in the camp of either or? 
Can't there be balance and maybe some something new that comes from the endeavor of having the polish action adventure RPG? That's what I'm saying. Listen, the poll is not because I believe in the dichotomy. The poll is to see where people lean. It doesn't say, do you hate one and love the other? It says, which do you prefer? It doesn't mean that you hated Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Maybe you just prefer the classic AC1, AC2. All right? But that doesn't mean that I believe in the juxtaposition. I actually believe you could go in a more balanced route. You could. You could say, look, man, like, we can do both. This guy watched uh, part three of Game Night with Madam the Quarry. On the one hand, I'm glad I finally sat down and watched this series, and it was really fun to watch you and your wife play through. On the other hand, I got super invested in some of those characters, and now I'm really upset. But otherwise, this was great. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what happens when you play a scary game with my wife. She just might get every single person killed. (laughs) If you're just tuning in and you're interested in the new Assassin's Creed game, apparently... Assassin's Creed Mirage will be a return to basics. Rumors are they're ditching the RPG system, smaller locations, a bigger emphasis on stealth. So we are asking the audience, which do they prefer? Do they prefer the more classic AC experience or do they prefer the RPG open world types? I actually prefer Origins. I think Origins is my favorite Assassin's Creed. That's after Brotherhood. Uh, I think Brotherhood was my favorite. Maybe Revel- no Revelations. No, it was Brotherhood. I think Brotherhood was my favorite. I remember enjoying Syndicate, but I, I I fell in love with Origins. Origins was one of the few games that I made time for, and I went back to it and I beat it when I was over on the purple platform. And that was something I rarely did back then. I rarely was able to do that, like go back and like beat a game. Uh, and I did that with that game, and I really really liked it. I did. Yeah, Black Flag, actually, I think was my favorite one. No, it wasn't Brotherhood. It was Black Flag. I forgot about Black Flag. Now, one of my favorite games of all time is Ghost of Tsushima. So I firmly believe that's basically a game that's sort of a a distant cousin and relative to Assassin's Creed games. Different developer and very different approach to the combat. But I definitely think that Ghost of Tsushima shows, that look, man, you can do an open world. And still have it be a little bit more shrunk down, a little bit more linear. There's an emphasis on stealth in Tsushima. There's literal missions where you can't be seen. You you can actually play entire mission stealth if you want in Tsushima, and you can get pretty good at it. You can equip yourself with way more stealth options in that game. I didn't invest in a lot of it. I didn't pay much attention to it. And so, I don't necessarily think that they need to run away from open world RPG. I don't think they need to run away from it. I think they need to do it in a way where it's a happy blend and it doesn't feel like the bloated, like, I don't want to call it a bloated mess, but like, it doesn't feel like the bloated, overwhelming feeling that people got when they played Valhalla or Odyssey. I agree. They just need to balance it. Lona, remember the old infamous games on PS3? I think my brother really liked both of those games. Yubi just can't do the series justice anymore? Well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think Valhalla's good. People just don't like it. 
I think it's a good game and it's had a lot of success. I think they've treated it very well. I've not seen people griping and complaining about the live service of the DLC aspects. The complaints that people lobby against Valhalla is that it's too big. Is that it's too big and 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 that there's just too much to do. Okay, well, that's not necessarily an indictment of the game's quality. That just means you would prefer it to be shorter or smaller. Right? Like, it's, it's one of those things where I, d- I don't know how much ground I want to give to this game's too big, this game's too bloated. It's valid, but at the same time, it's not like an actual... It's not a criticism of quality as much as it is this is too much of a good thing. It's not too much to do. It's not enough. In AC Valhalla, Origins and Odyssey for the win for me. They just hit certain points. Agreed, Valhalla was bloated. If it wasn't for that fact, I would love anything Vikings area. Uh, I never would have platinumed it. It's not too big for me. Got more bang for my buck. Exactly, James. A lot of people think that way. Valhalla is just too much of the same. We could be more stealth, but still a particular game style. It's about meaningful activities, not just busy work. Lona, you ever thought of reviewing a game uh, like Skill Up just in video format? I don't have time for that. We are looking to launch new content on our other channel, uh, and it'll be Reforge Reacts channel. You know, this is a Reforge reaction, and today I'm reacting to this trailer or this person's video. Um, and then obviously the first looks guys, anybody that's been supporting the first look channel. Thank you. A lot of those videos are now starting to look, uh, I wouldn't say that they're looking amazing, but they're definitely looking way better. Our steel rising video got over a thousand, which is super encouraging for that channel. We might start to see that little channel start to turn things around. Uh, and obviously anybody supporting the updates channel. I know a lot of you don't support that channel because you feel like you get it all here but we've been putting updates on the updates channel that don't hit here so you're missing out on really quick and helpful updates if you don't sub to that channel first look at least starting to look almost respectable again it's getting there it's getting there I love that I can always come back to Odyssey and enjoy it too much Viking cake my problem isn't that it's too big I just don't like the whole style of it I can totally see why somebody would play AC Valhalla and be like, I don't like this. My Steel Rising is arriving tomorrow. I didn't give it very good review. It felt super clunky to me and the camera was annoying. I don't know. I also had something going on with input and it's not my controller. It was a brand new controller. My inputs weren't working sometimes. It was really weird. Sup, Lono? Haven't caught stream in a while. Yo, what's good, Mantis? I've been seeing your comments, though. I think AC open world games are fine, says Theo, but they need to spread them out more. Odyssey came out a year later from Origins, and I was exhausted from Origins. Yeah, I wonder if it's a breathing room thing, because Theo, I did that with Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. I played them back to back. I kind of slept on the series, and so I played them back to back. And I got about an hour into Revelations, and I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Now, that was self-inflicted. That was not indicative of Revelation's quality. And I think some of that's true with the RPG open-world format is they're almost stepping on each other's toes on the dance floor. It's like, 
you should have done Origins and then made everybody wait like two years, you know, maybe three, and then do Odyssey, and then wait another three years, and then do Valhalla. It's like they're all just, they're all jumping out on the floor too early and they're stepping on each other's toes. It's like, yo, settle down. Same, I played Origins into Odyssey. I couldn't stomach playing Valhalla after the opening area. Revelations was good, but wasn't as good as Brotherhood. These weren't intended to become open-world RPGs. There's no way to argue what they were intended to become, because when they were built, did they even conceive of what they could do today? Like, you know what I mean? I wish I, like, I wish I had a way to play to play all the games I want to play. I would do everything in Phoenix Rising. I probably would play the heck out of Valhalla. I would have I would have played and completed Odyssey. I just don't have time. I don't have time. Like I, if those games were co-op, they would all be getting cycled through and I would play them all. I would love to play those games beginning to end co-op because then I could actually have something if I can do it with my wife, it's different, but if I can't play it with my wife, it won't work. It's slow, but we see this more and more. Simple, straight and to the point. Only says what needs to be said. This is such a well-made video. Oh, a guy said that about one of my uh, updates about Fall Guys. It's slow, but we see this more and more. Eventually, it'll take off. Don't badmouth my baby. I'm not badmouthing your baby. I make the... Why would I badmouth the updates channel? I make the videos that go over there. (laughs) We believe... We believe in updates. Nobody creates content like us. A four-minute video that gives you everything you need to know about a topic? Come on. The first AC was intended to be a Prince of Persia game, so yeah. It would probably make way more money. Am I the only one whose favorite protagonist is Connor from AC3? I just relate to him the most. I think you're going to be... You're going to be alone on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we have been streaming this discussion for an hour. Do me a favor. uh, Smash the like button and click subscribe. Consider becoming a member or doing a super chat. Subscribing is free. Pressing the like button is free. Please do that anytime you're here. If you're already subscribed, obviously you can't do that again. But smash the like button and take the poll anytime you're here. That's free and costs nothing. And then consider, if you're here a lot, consider becoming a member for five bucks it gets you into all my extra content and it gets you into my members only discord we really want to see uh, that change we, we, the, the culture of memberships not quite fostered on YouTube and a lot of people have been gifting members so if you're getting to take advantage of a gifted membership try to jump back in the next month if you think it's worth it Ubisoft is dying slow Valhalla should be a wake up call how are they dying slow because of Valhalla? Valhalla's been very successful. I don't, I don't understand. I'll be a member Friday. You're a, you're a member now. It looks like you got a gifted member earlier, Optic. I don't know how people were able to play through the base game and all the DLCs without getting burned out. In Valhalla? Because I'm telling you, like... When a game hooks you and you just want to do more of it, listen, I played Valhalla a couple of weeks ago. So I jump in to AC Valhalla because I'm interested in the rogue mode. And people are like, you need to grind to this level and you need to get this thing and build this hut and you'll be able to do the Assassin's Creed rogue mode or whatever the heck they're calling it. 
right? And I ran a couple raids, grinded a couple things, and got got some evidence of my rewards. And I said to myself, this is a great content loop. I could see sitting down every night and playing this game for a couple of hours. Just slowly leveling up, exploring the world, and doing all the things. And I got news for you. I don't think I'm alone in that feeling. This is the difference. I'll tell you what the difference is. Expectations. I'm coming back to Valhalla after it's well established this is a live service game and I played it in that way and I thought I could do this if you try to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla like it's a traditional Assassin's Creed game you're gonna get sandpaper scraped across your eye it just isn't gonna work all the rough edges of the game are gonna irritate you you're gonna be like why is this this why does this take so long why is there so much stuff on there why does it have to do you're gonna literally list all of the game's value points as a live service game and you're gonna use them as criticism because you're not looking for that you're looking for a single player linear experience and that's not what they build. Right? So you it's all successful but a bad game. That doesn't make any sense. You're allowed to say it's successful and I don't like it. You don't have to say it's a bad game or that Ubisoft is going downhill. It that doesn't it doesn't make any sense to be like, yeah, it's been successful and tons of people like the format, but it's a bad game. You're you're basically just saying you don't like it, and that's fine. I'm not arguing you into liking it. I'm saying it's all about expectations. It's all about expectations. There's the one hour reminder to run ads, guys. So let's try to hit 300 likes on that on that advertisement ping. We need 50 people to press it. How many people have voted? Let's look. Almost 400 people have voted. That means you can press like. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. Quit making me beg for likes. It's disruptive. It's disruptive. You should just do that. If you're on YouTube and you're enjoying a video or a live stream, man, just give that thing a smack Make that a reflex. I don't think it's bad at all. I just got burned out, and I do think most players did too. How many really finished it in that first playthrough without needing a break? Come on, should I go in? Should I go on details? Wait, yeah, that would be called substantiating your position. Yes. What what do you mean? Should I give details for why I think it's a bad game? Yes, that's called substantiating your position. Valhalla got 80s across the board from from Metacritic and then user scores are between 7 and a half and 8. That's not a bad game. That's not a bad game at all. User reviews, it's consistently landing and a seven, it's it's per platform, so I'm having to kind of glance very quickly here. Seven three. So it gets an eight, it gets an eight from the from the reviewers. And between a seven and a seven and a half from the audience. So how is that a bad game? Do you know how hard it is to maintain that level of score on a site like Metacritic? Empty open world, stupid combat system, mindless side quest. 
Okay. So you're substantiating why you don't like it, not why it's why it's a bad game. If anything, the open world is far from empty. Others would argue that the open world is too dense. You know what I mean? Unlikable main character? That's totally subjective, though. That's your opinion. See what I'm saying? Like, you are 100% allowed to have an opinion. All you're doing is establishing why you didn't like Valhalla. You're not establishing why it's a bad game. Do you see what I'm saying? Calling a game bad that's been commercially successful, people have responded well to the to the to the um to the live service evolution. I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Let's throw out one of my discussion questions. Let's see what you guys think. I want to know what your favorite Assassin's Creed game is and why. This will probably add context to why the poll is a 60-40 split. Because I think there's people that are going to lean back and pick Brotherhood, Revelations, and Unity and Black Flag. They're going to reach back there, and we're going to see a lot of Brotherhood and Black Flag and Unity and and Assassin's Creed 2. And then a lot of other people are going to mention Origins, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. The, the, so it's like it's going to be a dividing line in what people pick there's not going to be like even representation there'll be like this split in the in what people pick and the funny thing is is the people that pick the open world RPG ones they're going to be less likely to pick the ones farther back and vice versa vice versa narrative is dumb as well you just keep saying that you didn't like certain things about the game. Valhalla, because it's the only one I've played. AC Odyssey, because I love the story and the replayable content. Valhalla is one of the greatest games. I thought everything was great in Valhalla. The bugs at first were annoying, but worth it. My favorite Assassin's Creed game is Unity, and it's because of its art style, the time period, and the place it takes place in, the multiplayer, and the parkour. What defines a bad game? I think a bad game is one that fails to deliver on the expectations that they set. That's how I would define a bad game. Eknor with 1800 That's like a... That's like a $23 tip. In my view, people can criticize Ubisoft as a publisher in their franchises, but they are one of the best publishers out there at supporting their games years after release. My favorite is AC Origins because of Egypt. Yeah, I love AC Origins is my favorite. I have a Bayek t-shirt and everything. Favorite Assassin's Creed is Black Flag between the ship combat and the sailing and the missions. It was top notch. My favorite games with Ezio as the main character, says Hex. The late game grind in Valhalla was absurd. Other than that, I enjoyed it. The problem for me, says Callan, with AC newer games is the confusing protagonist, male or female. I think it does not work. Make it either male or female, like Origins, without RPG, but with open world, plus focus on story. You know, it's funny that you say that, because Valhalla was supposed to be a female protagonist the entire time. But they gave people the option to play as a dude because, you know, they know that the audience might say no to that. The audience might say, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather play as a guy. I played as a guy for X number of years. 
So was Odyssey. Was Odyssey supposed to be Cassandra's as well? It was supposed to be her game? I didn't know that. Like something on my glasses or something. I keep seeing it. I love them all, but I give it to Black Flag or Brotherhood. Origins was supposed to be Aya and Odyssey Cassandra. No, I don't think that's true. Origins was not supposed to be anybody but Bayek. I've never heard that. I've heard it about I've heard it about Valhalla up one side and down the other. And I've periodically heard it about Odyssey. I've never heard anybody say that Origins was supposed to be anybody other than Bayek. Are people really going to refuse to buy a game because the protagonist isn't the right? Oh, yes, Valiant. Yeah, a lot of people. There's a lot of people that think I wouldn't play a game if I have to play as a girl. I think we're getting a lot of people watching that aren't logged in. Maybe we can't get... I'm just so confused. Maybe YouTube's having a problem. We have 417 votes, but I can't get y'all to click the like button today. It was fine earlier. We got great likes, but it feels like today something's going on. Assassin's Creed minimized Aya's role. An investigative story from Bloomberg uh, on misconduct shows why her role in Assassin's Creed was shrunken. She was originally meant to become the main protagonist, according to Bloomberg. The original plan was to have Bayek killed off early in the game. Really? Gemini. That would have gone over real well. Yeah, this guy that you've been playing with and you think he's awesome, he's dead now. (laughs) Play as a chick. That would be one way to do it. A $10 tip from Predator. I played every Assassin's Creed game. I have to say, Bayek is the best hands down. Yeah, he's my favorite. I, lo- I love him. Uh, when, I, when I hosted E3, I wore my Bayek shirt during one of the days. They passed out. Oh, they okay. They wussed out and they shied away from female leads. Uh, I would love to see if the data actually confirms that because crying about the main character's gender and not buying the game are two completely different things. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it affects sales projections, Valiant, you're never going to get your experiment because they're not going to do anything that threatens sales projections. And if they look at their audience and they look at their demographic, yeah, they probably know we can't do this. Like, they probably looked at the number of people who actually played Odyssey as Cassandra and said, yeah, this would be a real bad choice if we don't give people the option. You know what I mean? They probably had internal data on how many people chose Cassandra in Odyssey. Because arguably, people said Cassandra was way more fun to play as in Assassin's Creed. So what about Zero Dawn? New IP. It's different. Imagine if there was... Imagine if the Seventh Horizon game you played as a guy people would probably be kind of ticked. They'd be like, hasn't this always been Aloy's story? Hasn't this always been the story that centers around a strong female lead? And Assassin's Creed has this long history of a game that centers around a dude, and if they suddenly pivot, the people would be irritated. Guaranteed. Look at what happened to Far Cry. Were you around for our coverage? Valiant, when when they made it clear that Far Cry 6 was a female protagonist... It 100% became a negative headline. Now, I don't know if that hurt the game's sales, but it definitely made people say, wait, what are you doing? Now, I thought the thing with Far Cry was much more dumb 
because the Far Cry games are always just a random story just a random person that gets thrown in some crazy situation on an island or in some place so that didn't that didn't make any sense to me what people say and what they do is normally different they were generating the story so well your sibling became your antagonist but Far Cry 6 you can play as either See, but when Far Cry 6 first got marketed, people didn't know if you could play as either, and it became a big question. Oh, well, let's play as girl. Look at how people are reacting to the next GTA having a female protagonist. Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising didn't give you the choice, did it? Or did it? Oh, no, I think you could choose between a guy and a girl in Immortals Phoenix Rising. I think Ezio is the most popular, beloved assassin of all time. Altair is the greatest assassin of all purely for the legacy and the impact left on Brotherhood and Creed for centuries to follow. Can't play as a chick. I heard it reduces your testosterone. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. All right. So we've got our favorite ACs uh, out of the way. Um... I wonder what you guys think of my position because we've kind of batted this around. You've taken the poll. So I want you to agree or disagree with this and I want you to explain why. Okay. The rumor is that the new Ace, the new Assassin's Creed game, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, will be removing the RPG elements. I feel like that feels like that to me is a setback and a value loss. That's a value loss. That's a setback. Do you agree or disagree and why? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you disagree with what I'm saying? I feel like it's a value loss. It's 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 a degradation. It's a devolution. I don't think you should be taking RPG elements out of games that tr- have tried it and it's gone well. Because I I feel like what RPG elements? I mean, you have entire menu systems and levels and things you can do with your weapons, right? You have a whole you have a whole thing that you can do in the game that wasn't previously there. Like if you play old Assassin's Creed games, you play classic Assassin's Creed games. They don't look like this. They don't look like this. You have your weapon. It has a level. It has power. You know. You have your level of your bow. You have a tool, a shield level, right? You have your other melee, you have your outfit, your mount. Down here, you can level up the different pieces that you're wearing. You can see down here your stats, health, melee, range damage. This is just gear, by the way, right? This is just gear. So this was something that they did in Origins that was a new concept. I think removing that is a setback and a value loss. I just want a great story, and I feel like an assassin again says justification. I don't care if the main character is female as long as the game is good. I think it would depend on how the story is being told as to why they changed the main protagonist uh, as why the change in main protagonist and gender is received. The RPG elements were so watered down in Valhalla though. Wait, you thought they were watered down? I have people saying they thought that was too, there was too much. When I play Valhalla, I get overwhelmed by the skill tree. There's like so much to choose and look at. It's almost it's it's all it gives it all it gives me paralysis. 
It was too much. Bows have draw weights, so if you did have to level in real life, archers were buff. I can do without the RPG elements. If I stab you in the neck, you should be dead and not, oh, it's only half damage because of my weapon isn't strong enough. Yeah, the stealth elements in, in the newer games, I think it frustrated people sometimes. Somebody said that earlier. They're like, listen, if I stab somebody stealth stealthily, it shouldn't be like, oh, and they turn around and want to fight me. They should be dead. I'm an assassin after all. Yeah, RPG can still have insta-kill death, stealth. Yeah, because you can do that in Ghost of Tsushima. Stealth is a huge aspect of Ghost of Tsushima, and the, a, an Assassin's Creed new game could 100% make sure that you're able to do that so that you're not feeling like, well, gosh, you know, stealth is so hard because I stabbed the guy and he turns around and wants to fight me. So in a game that was originally designed for stealthy assassinations, I find it disconnecting when I have to stab a guy in the vital spot and he's all good. Yeah, no, I actually agree with that. I agree with that. I think if you take the time to go up to the guy and you shove that knife into the side of his neck, head, or whatever, that's the end of the discussion. He's gone. The skill tree looks intimidating, but it's really simple, says uh, Ralph the Gamer. Assassin's Creed Ninja Game set in Japan would be cool. Uh, the Watchdog series was largely trash as creature, but they do a lot uh, I like. I just don't understand why everyone doesn't get the same energy. About what? But where does this happen? That's an old school thing? What? Where does what happen? What's an old school thing? They could, but it's UB and live service AC. After they kill the last of its OG multiplayer, it'll be another backstab to the fans. What are you talking about? Is that what you, that might be what you're responding to? They've actually reversed their decision on that, by the way. Ubisoft is not going to be disabling that DLC. They got enough negative pushback that that's not going to be a thing. The assassination non-kill. What are you t- talking about, creature? That happens in the games now. If you attack certain people, they don't die because they're meant to be fought. There are there are certain characters you can't assassinate. In the original games, like, they were really, really strong guys that you were meant to fight so you couldn't assassinate. But in, in the newer games, there's there's actually a good amount of people that you, you can't you can't assassinate. That's 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 co- it's common. I don't feel like that's a that's a that's an uncommon thing. Uh Not if you're on level and have your skill tree is set up right. Oh, you mean bosses. Well, I remember in the original, I'm not, I am not an Assassin's Creed aficionado, but I remember in some of the original Assassin's Creed, there were guys that you were not allowed to assassinate. They wanted you to fight them. So you couldn't just go in, sneak it behind and be like, yep, he's dead. He'd be armored or he'd be really fat or something. And it was like, no, they intended you to fight this guy. So I, I I do think I do think that there are times where you can't just let me go in and like and like wrist wrist you know wrist kill everybody. And in the new games, in Origins and in Odyssey, it was like, oh, this guy is a little bit stronger than you, so you can't assassinate him. 
And I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm saying I think people look at that and they think it's ridiculous. I just shoved the blade in your neck. You're dead. Did Ghost of Tsushima have blue, purple, and gold gear? Weapons like in Origins? No. No. Ghost of Tsushima's RPG elements were a lot simpler. You would you you had you had uh, robes that had perks. You had trinkets that you could uh, what did they call them? What were the things that you could put on your 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 gear? You would find there there was tier levels to the trinket things. I forget what they were called. Where like you could get something that like every time you get a kill you get increased focus. Yeah, the talismans. So the talismans did have levels of the charms. Yeah. They had levels of how good they were, whether you call them talismans or charms. They had levels of how good that they were, but it wasn't like you were going to find a sword or a dagger or something that would be purple and the previous one you had was blue. That that the, the colors and the tier levels of gear is definitely something that Origins Odyssey and Valhalla did that Tsushima Tsushima does not do that. You could clear ghosts without leveling up anything. Yeah, you can't really do that in the Assassin's Creed games because eventually there's guys like you can't do any damage to. We need 14 more likes for 300 likes. I don't know what happened with this stream. We shot out of a cannon. Everyone was talking and clicking buttons. And now I can't get... We, we can't... I, we should have had 300 likes an hour ago. I'm not sure what the deal is. I appreciate everybody who's here and talking. We're having a great day, but the like button's being weird today. I don't know if YouTube's doing a UI update. Some guy said the other day he had to press the button twice, so maybe there's something going on with it. Um, we, we didn't have that problem in the first stream, so if you're having an issue with the like button, let us know, because we've been having to report some of these issues to YouTube. We had an issue the other day with gifted members, and I believe they got that fixed. I'd like to see a WW11 Assassin's Creed with vehicles, planes, dogfights, plots to assassinate generals this really bad guy being hunted by the SS yeah see I think the problem is Rico I think you get so far I'm, I'm, I am going to delete that I don't want that word YouTube gets funny I don't want that word in the uh, in the chat I, I do wonder though if when you get that far you'd have to be really really careful to not make it seem absurd everybody's running around with guns and modern weaponry and you're like you don't have to apologize YouTube can just get kind of funny about certain words it might just seem a little absurd for you to be running around with like blades and you know wrist blades and smoke bombs where everybody's running around with you know MP40s and Thompson machine guns um I just wonder if eventually Assassin's Creed runs aground when modern weaponry makes you seem like a clown. I'm not saying they couldn't do it. I'm saying it would be a challenge. The more you move into present day modern weaponry, the greater chance that your assassin's going to look real silly. You know what I mean? And if suddenly you're running around an Assassin's Creed game with a gun, I just wonder if people would be like, this is not Assassin's Creed. This is Splinter Cell. 
they had part of an AC game in modern day. Yeah, but like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Modern Assassin's Creed's called Watch Dogs. Present day Assassinate would look like a Hitman. Yeah, it look like Hitman. It would look like, um, you know, it would look it would look like Hitman. It would look like uh, Splinter Cell. Yeah, Sniper's Creed. Yeah, it would look like you know, Ghost Ghost Warrior Ghost Sniper Warrior Contracts, whatever that one's called. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. You measure quality by games by its publisher's profit. You see why I don't take anything you say seriously? What are you guys talking about? Well, the company profits don't agree. What are you guys arguing? I don't think a company that hasn't had a dud. I can't think of a company that hasn't had a dud. Oh, oh, oh. I platinum ghosts, but I haven't played the game in a long time. Honestly, if the newer AC games removed the loot system and made things more condensed, I would not have a problem with them. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, T-Bone. Maybe people would feel like it's more faithful to AC if it was faith, more faithful, like more, more like Ghost, right? Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, the game that's as cool as the name is long. Yeah, I came with, I came up with that on the fly. <laughs> the, the the dev really liked that. He's like, you don't have to call it by its full name. He's like, a lot of people have a hard time with it. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna say the full name. He's like, you can just call it Sniper Ghost. He's like, you don't have to call it Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going big. He was really impressed after that interview. <laughs> Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. <laughs> uh, that was fun. That was fun. A bygone era. You know, main stage interviews. This year we got, you know, dudes walking around the floor. And I don't know. Hey, there we go. Today's short finally hit the shelf. Boom. Boom. There it goes. There it goes. Today's short was chilling. It wasn't going anywhere. Now it's going. Now it's going. If you guys don't see every once in a while we put shorts out, they don't hit your sub feed, so they'll just hit the short shelf. E3's kind of dead in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. There's a part of me that thinks like, oh, that's kind of fun. I got the main stage host like the last year they actually did it. The leaks for the new AC game, the outfit's nice looking. Well, okay, we didn't do this yet. We didn't do this yet, but you know what a lot of people were doing? A lot of people looked at this. This is official imagery from uh, the Assassin's Creed Twitter account, and you know what they said? They said, look at the buildings. Look at the, look at the people on the ground. Look at his clothing. They said, that's an assassin. They said that this this is this is back to roots. Look at the buildings. Look at the climbing. Look at what you're going to have to do to navigate and to hide. Moving through little town, little quiet village. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too easy. Um, little town, little quiet village. <laughs> Time to assassinate some peeps. Oh, this guy says, please subscribe to my channel. Self-promotion is against TOS, so uh, let's just see here. What's this say? Hmm. Hmm. Yes, report. Report. Unwanted content or spam. It's against community guidelines to come into somebody's chat and promote your own channel. Um, anyway, anyway. 
But there were people that were basically looking at this image and they said, this is it. We're, we're going back to Assassin's Creed. This ain't going to be some big, crazy, open-world RPG game. And then that's when the leaks started to, to seemingly confirm the gut instinct. There were leaks and rumors that they're going to get rid of the RPG system. They're just going to get rid of it. We're like, yeah. Not doing it. Which then makes people think, well, maybe there won't be a big open world game. It'll be smaller scale. Cool shirt. Thank you, Lewis. Lono, I like loot grinding games, but I don't like every old IP turning into one. It's dope as the story is about Basim, so it's related to Valhalla. Yeah, tying it together, that, that might actually make people, you know, feel a little bit better about Valhalla. Valhalla. At least canonically, they'll feel better about Valhalla. I still think they're going to go back to ba- I still think they are not going to go back to basics, and I'm fine with it. I really hope it's a mixture of old and new. I think it's going to be a mixture of old and new, personally. Personally. I don't see any sign of a melee weapon, which that would that would make my my feeling a little bit stronger. Like if he had like a sword coming off of his side or something. Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla did not have enough buildings to get the whole stalking your targets from the rooftops, waiting for a moment to strike feeling. Yeah, I I felt like there was some pretty good use of buildings in Origins. I didn't play enough Valhalla and, and Odyssey to commentate. But I felt like they created... This is why I thought Origins were so good. They created those moments, but they were more spread out. It wasn't like every village you could, like, climb buildings and get up top and, and like, you know, stealth, stealth, stealth. But when they chose to do stealth in Origins, it was really good. It would be like a really huge building or the settlements... I'm sorry, the, the encampments had, like, the outer walls and the rooms and stuff up top that you could hide in. I felt like Origins did a good job of having it. It was just more sparse. It wasn't constant. There were like two cities in Origins that I can think of having good buildings. I'm talking about the good big buildings for the missions as well as the little buildings that you would use whenever you found a camp. It would be like you're in an area you can't be, like an unwanted area. I felt like those areas gave opportunities for good stealth because there were stairs, rooms, the, and like the, you'd go through those doorways and there'd be like loot and stuff inside the rooms. I feel like Origins had a good mix. The image building it's in Baghdad. According to the original leaks and rumors, the next Assassin's Creed was going to be in Baghdad. Yes, that's what they said. Yep. They said that. So there's a lot confirmed. I mean, just this image alone confirms a lot of what people were saying. A return to basics. A return to a more classic Assassin's Creed feel. It's going to be in Baghdad. Like, that's kind of what you see in this image. Just his outfit alone is a return to a more classic Assassin's Creed feel. Because you don't look like this in Valhalla. You kind of look like this in Origins and Odyssey. It's like an homage to the classic feel. But that's a classic Assassin's Creed outfit. The, the, The white pointed hood and the and the white robes yeah yep that very much feels like classic ac12 brotherhood revelations era 
even uh, AC3. Looks like Altair. Yeah, it's not Altair, but it does look like him because it looks like he's got a turban on underneath the the hood, which would fit in Baghdad. A lot of people are wearing turbans in the in the picture below. That's the classic Brotherhood robe. Yeah, it lo- it does. It looks it looks like something we've we've you know we've worn before, something we've experienced before. Which would you have in a game? Wide as an ocean, but as deep as a puddle, or in the reverse? Nowhere should AC fall in. Now, where should AC fall into? The problem is, T-Bone, you're creating a dichotomy that I don't want to pick. I don't want a game that's as wide as an ocean and as deep as a puddle, and I certainly don't want a game that's as wide as a puddle and as deep as the as the ocean. Like, I don't want either of those games, because the game that's as as wide as a puddle but super deep is going to feel super repetitious. Like, the irony is, if you make your game too narrow in scope, it's going to feel just as repetitious because you shrunk you shrunk the scope. So you're still doing a lot of the same things over and over again, but it's just not in a big open world. Oh, but it's really deep, and there's all these deep, meaningful things you can do. That's great. Mission type's still going to feel repetitious in that game. I think you want something in between. You want the breadth of the game... And the depth of the game to form a happy marriage. The breadth and the depth need to form a happy marriage. They're not enemies. They're dance partners. I think too often we create these dichotomies where we're like, if you're going to make the game really, really big, it's not going to have any depth. And if you make the game really, really deep, it's not going to have any breadth. And it's like, no, I think they're dance partners. I think they have to get along and work symbiotically. One should be empowering the other. Not, ha- not one should not be taking away from the other it's like this think about it within the realm of game development think about it in the realm of game development you can't have the people working on quest design and people working on the RPG systems being sworn enemies the RPG systems should be working in tandem with and bolstering the story and vice versa. So if the story is creating great context, isn't it awesome in the old Assassin's Creed where the story is the mechanism by which you get new tools, new abilities, new powers? So you don't have an RPG menu where you're getting loot, but you're getting loot from Da Vinci. So like, it's creating this sense of the story and the power fantasy are interwoven. They're bedfellows. They're, they're working in harmony with each other to create a meaningful impact. So one serves the other, right? Instead of being like, no, we think your RPG systems are, are, are at odds with our, our story, so we're going to make sure that the story is, is doing things that creates a schism in the game. And then the, you know, the RPG guys are thinking, well, we're going to make all our stuff attached to like menial side quests and side shoot exploration. So the only way anybody can meaningfully level up and have RPG experiences, they got to abandon the main quest. Well, that would create a very frustrating game. Because you'd be like, well, the only way I can advance my character and level up and get awesome stuff is to ignore the main story. So I, the, 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 you can't, if you create these dichotomies, I feel like it's bad for the game. But do you feel the current AC is doing that, or is it skewed? I think it's slanted too far in one direction with Odyssey and Valhalla. 
I think it's I think it's skewed too far. I this is my personal opinion. I think Assassin's Creed Origins got all the way to the ceiling of how of, of how much breadth you can have in a game before it gets redundant. It's like Gemini freaking Christmas. I think their their map their map density and the bloat of the game they got right up to the ceiling and they stopped. And then Odyssey crashed through the ceiling. And then Valhalla left planet Earth. It just went into the stratosphere of like of size and breadth. So what I'm saying is you know how in those Batman games where you can like rewind the replay and it's like and it comes back to this one point? I feel like that's what they need to do. The trajectory that they have done crashed through the ceiling and just kept going. Dude, just rewind it. Come back here to Origins. Do this. This worked. If you exceed this game here, you've gone too far. Now, I am willing to agree to it and give and give a pass to it in Valhalla because it bolstered Valhalla's ability to be a live service game, which the way Valhalla's built, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's like, yeah, of course it's that big and dense. It's a live service AC game. But you can't keep building another live service, another live service, another live service Assassin's Creed game. This is why I think internally they determined we need to do Assassin's Creed Infinity because we can't do this every three or four years. Number one, it's too hard. And number three, number three, number one, it's too hard. And number two, it's just going to get long in the tooth. People are going to get sick of it. They're going to be like, dude, every game is going to be the size and breadth of AC Valhalla. And then it's just another live service AC game. Staying between Origins and Odyssey would work with the older AC vibes. I firmly believe that the two, I think it can all live in harmony. I do. I think it can all live in harmony. I don't think it has to be this. Well, we went too far with Valhalla, so let's go back to the size and scope of Assassin's Creed 1. AC Valhalla is just too big. So let's go all the way back and regress to the primordial soup of the, of the franchise and let's just make it like AC 1. I think that's an overreaction. Remove the blue, purple, and gold gear like ghosts. Make it more streamlined. Do that and I have no complaints. I mean, yeah, you could even go back to Origins T-Bone and say, listen, we just don't feel like this fits with the current, like, if he's going to be in a white hooded robe the whole time and he's focused more on stealth, he's not going to need, you know, 50 levels for swords and shields and and bow and arrows. He's not going to need that. We can we can remove that because it just isn't necessary. Remove blue, purple, light goes to more streamlined. Do that and I have no complaints. Maybe this is their way of satisfying both player bases. Created the MMO for the fans of the style of the RPG in the open world and make the mainline standalone game the classic style. I mean, that's possible, Sven. They could quite literally be creating a vacancy and a desire that they aim to satisfy with the MMO. Like some kind of 900 IQ play. Yet all the people that fell in love with open world RPG and the ongoing nature of Valhalla and the size and the scope of Origins and Odyssey, they're going to be dissatisfied by Assassin's Creed Mirage. They'll be dissatisfied. But don't worry. Assassin's Creed Infinity is there waiting for them. This is their love letter to AC fans, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Hey, listen. We love you guys. You're the best. 
but this is going to be the last Assassin's Creed like this for a very very long time because the next one is going to be a, an MMO light live service Assassin's Creed game so 100% could be like hey there's going to be a huge level of dissatisfaction and vacancy in AC Mirage and that's okay because Assassin's Creed Infinity is waiting on the horizon for all those people the people playing the RPG ones now are in for all the content they'll probably play the MMO right and they fork AC I'm not sure what you mean I pray they make old and new people happy because there are a lot of disappointed people from the old generation Mr. Gabby if I was putting chips on the table do you know what I think is going to happen I think the old generation is going to celebrate Assassin's Creed Mirage and I think the next gen is going to say it was too small and then they'll be ready and waiting for Assassin's Creed Infinity to land. It's, it's, per, it's personally, they, that's just my gut instinct. My gut instinct is that AC Mirage lands and it'll be hailed as a return to roots. This game finally got back to its roots. This is an amazing game. It's a great, uh, it's a great homage. Um, it, you know, yeah. I, that's that's my my gut. My gut is that this game will more than likely not land with the people that were looking for a you know a, a, another RPG open world Assassin's Creed. Make two distinct lines of games, old school versus new school. That's kind of what this feels like. It almost feels like a. I'll be honest. It kind of feels like a farewell to the AC of old. Like Assassin's Creed Mirage is their farewell of like hey that that era is gone because assassin's creed infinity is being described as a platform it's the future of the franchise and they're saying in my mind again i'm projecting and interpreting here they're saying listen before we do this before we set out this and we jettison out on this trajectory and we build an assassin's creed platform we, we would like to pay tribute to where we've come from and they're going to do it with Mirage. It's going to feel like, hey, that was really, really faithful to the franchise. You know, and hopefully the fans can say, hey, thank you for that. That was great. We, we know that the game's changing and it's going in a direction that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them just don't go. They're like, I'm not interested in an MMO live service Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, one last hurrah, right. everything was just an illusion I could live with that yeah because all the people that are like we haven't had a really good assassins focused game in a really long time would feel like oh finally man we've been waiting for this and they can infuse it with all the modern technology that the latest games have gotten like think about the combat fluidity level design enemy design AI intelligence like all those things that they can infuse this game with that's a pretty big win for the send-off for the send-off to the you know the, the more classic version they can take everything they learned in origins odyssey and valhalla and be like hey man we've we've uh we've actually learned quite a bit here we've learned quite a bit and that starfield short is cooking right now you love to see it you love to see it man if you guys clicked on this live stream because you became a recent subscriber to one of my shorts, I hope you like long form content. I do a talk show like this Monday through Friday, and uh, I am safe for work, 
it gets pretty heated. You'll notice my shorts are pretty, you know, debate, argument heavy, but we have a really good time. We're discussing the new Assassin's Creed game and what we think about what it feels like they're going to be kind of getting back to basics, a return to their roots. Black Flag was my favorite one before. The American one was as well. Why not both? Every other year, give a small AC and the MMO drops things here and there before the smaller game comes out that year. Oh, you mean like you mean like almost like have two different teams. Like have a team coming out with, you know, a biannual single player game and then another team that just purely handles the live service. In the shorts, do we see Lono in shorts? No, no. Listen, if 25 of you convert, if 25 of you convert to uh, tier 2, we're going to launch new content. And maybe I'll do that. I'll be like, hey guys, today's another short in shorts. And I'll just pan down like, see, I'm wearing shorts. And then I'll just tell you like a real quick story. <laughs> but we need way more tier 2s. So if you're a tier 1 and you've been thinking about leveling up, maybe me wearing shorts is just the push you needed. Have like a Treyarch Infinity Ward type of Assassin's Creed production. Could the MMO Assassin's Creed have a game mode of old school AC that's got gear normalized? Calling Infinity a platform could lead to that exact theory, says Creature. Right. Like, what's his... Yes, exactly. Have both. Right. I thought this game was just a fan idea. Jedi Jake. No. This is a, this is official. This is an official image from the Assassin's Creed Twitter. They're going to tell us more this Saturday. I'm going to cover the Ubisoft Forward event this Saturday. This is official, confirmed imagery and announcement from the Assassin's Creed Twitter. The rumors are that it will be dropping the RPG elements and will be moving to the more a more stripped-down Assassin's Creed return to roots, return to basics game. And we've been kind of debating whether or not we feel that that's a that that's a that's a good move or not i feel if they go too far in that direction it'll be a devolution and a setback but i'm willing to just shrug at that and say you know what i bet you assassin's creed infinity gives me a game that i end up loving that's that's my thought i'm like mr pro live service right i'm like mr pro live service i think games going live service and ongoing is is a pretty winning format. I think that more and more, you know, there there's proof that uh, games, you know, games continue to, I think, you know, deal with the struggle of they, they put all this amazing work into the... They, they put all this amazing work into the, into the game and in, in, into the content and then it ends up just getting shelved a year later because like they do a couple of DLCs and then that's the end of it 
So I, I actually have been pretty pro. I'm like pretty pro live service for games that are this big. It just makes way more sense to get use out of all that capital. I just think it's unreasonable to expect games to create these massive worlds and invest all this time and you want everything to be handcrafted and you expect all that and then you expect them to sell it for 60 and maybe sell a $20 DLC and then they walk away from the project. I think that's unreasonable. I think the simultaneous bloat of projects, game size, game density, I think all of that's happening simultaneously, and I think it makes way more sense to get to keep supporting that game and keep working within that game world instead of abandoning it and going to something next. I just I think there's an I think there's a good way to do live service. And I think you've I think there's plenty of bad examples, but I think for every bad example, there's a good example of live service. Non-live service games have had more quality this far. It's different types of quality. Because if you look at Path of Exile, Diablo 3, if you look at No Man's Sky, uh, if you look at plenty other ongoing live service games like The Elder Scrolls Online, you're arguing for just different quality, not necessarily better quality. Those games satisfy large audiences. Final Fantasy as well. It's, it's very clear that you can do live service ongoing format and really satisfy lots of people with great gameplay and great content. People don't enjoy the way that the story has gone in AC, complete madness, not that it ever made sense. Oh yeah, I mean, they basically abandoned the Animus and the classic AC storyline a long time ago, and I'm fine with it. I just, I don't think that shackling yourself to that storyline made sense anymore. Be free. Right? Be free. The soft reboots, I think, have been totally fine. Live service is only great on a great game like GTA or COD, Fortnite. Average games just give us new gameplay already. No one wants to play average for forever. Love the Venom shirt. Thank you, Arctic. I don't want most games to be live service. 50% or less of all games, in my opinion, preferably less. Well, let me make sure and state my case clearly here. I don't think live service needs to become the trend for every game. But I think when games hit the threshold and size of a Valhalla or even Odyssey, I think live service makes sense. You've, you've invested so much and the game is so big. Think of it this way. What if Valhalla's map density would have been cut in half because they knew let's just save all this for live service. No one would have complained. They'd have been like, it's a huge open world, open map. The density's just right. What if live service would enable them to create a really big world and map and give it more of the Goldilocks treatment and be, it's just the right amount of density, it's just the right amount of checkboxes. And then six months later, they're like, hey, we just injected a bunch of new activities and relevancy and things to do in the world. Go have fun. You're like, oh, awesome. The, the, the map's a little more dense now. That's great. That I'll go do all those things. Live service actually enables them to minimize one of the primary complaints about an Assassin's Creed game. It's too dense. There's too much to do. Okay, turn the density knob down and we'll add a lot of that stuff later. It's not needed right now. It's just going to annoy the player. They basically did that with Valhalla. Well, they did and they didn't. Because when Valhalla first came out, Distorted, everyone's like, this game's too big, this game's too dense. 
That was before they had uttered a single word about the game being a live service ongoing experience. So no one bought AC Valhalla being like, well, of course the map's dense. It's going to be a live service game. That was like a later, almost organic development. Part of me wonders if they just saw the size and the scope of Valhalla and thought, turn that into your playground, experiment with it. Can you guys do what we think we might be able to do with Assassin's Creed Infinity? Like, Assassin's Creed Infinity was a concept on a dry erase board somewhere, and they're like, tell you what, use Assassin's Creed Valhalla as your testing ground for some of these concepts and some of these content types. See if you can get it to work. You know, crank it up. Live service games get way more complaints than previous games, which aren't. That's not true at all. There, there, there are, there are, think, think about what you're trying to say to me. You're trying to say that live service games, a fairly new concept, they have more complaints than previous games that aren't live service. Really. In the grand history of gaming, with the number of games that have come out have been terrible, flops, buggy, glitch-riddled messes, and you think that the number of live service games that have come out have more complaints than those games historically. Do you really need to go... I think so many people need to take their rose-colored glasses off and stop looking at the history of games acting like it's this nothing but holy and righteous saint-level games and now we're in the dregs and just the gutter of gaming. Like, no. Historically speaking, tons of games have come out and been awful and poorly optimized and buggy and glitchy. Like, there are entire games that got a bad rap. Like, Assassin's Creed Unity wasn't a live service game, and all we remember about that game is how buggy it is, to the point that people don't even realize it actually was one of the better Assassin's Creed's built. But it just was buggy. My issue with live service games is that they focus too much on player retention rather than being fun to play. Okay, Lono, calm down. Don't tell me to calm down in some sort of condescending, backhanded way. This is what I do. Is this your first time here? Telling me to calm down is, is is not a wise choice. It just comes off as smarmy and condescending. Like, geez, man, calm down. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not needing to calm down. This is what I do. I get passionate and I break down arguments. If you don't like it, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Turn the volume down and wear a diaper in case I scare you. I felt I got my money's worth in Valhalla. The amount of content for 60, heck yes. I, I don't think that shenanigans, I think what you typed is like, is weird to me so they focus too much on player retention rather than just a game being fun to play I think you're correct in certain examples but I think you're incorrect in the best examples right like you Diablo 3 Path of Exile Elder Scrolls Online why do those games work as live service Final Fantasy why do they work as live service why because they're fun to play There are games that have tried to do it in a mechanical, mechanistic way and have failed. Like, I don't know, the game that we opened the day with, Halo Infinite. They focus so much on player retention and player logins that the game is mechanistically structured so people are like, this is stupid. You just want me to log in every day. You didn't create a good content loop. How is Diablo 3 live service? How is it not? 
They're in what, season 27? You don't think that's a live service game? A double... They're in double digits on their season. They're close to 30 seasons. How is that not live service? Start a new character, all new content, all new enemies, all new rewards, all new things to do in their rift system. If anything, Diablo 3 has said, look what you can do with your game. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. It's like, think about what typically happens with a game. What's the typical story of a game coming out? It comes out, and let's just say it gets good reception. Not great, not amazing, but certainly not bad. It gets good reception. What typically happens during the first six months of the game's delivery? It gets polished, refined, quality of life, some patches, and some updates. And then maybe they do all that to set the runway for like a DLC. And what commonly happens near the end of the game? What's a common trope in the gaming world? Is the game, it's like it's finally good right when they're done with it. This happened with Destiny 1 in stunning fashion. It was like the golden age of that game was the last six months of its life cycle, right? So what if, I mean, this is crazy. What if you just kept building off of that foundation that you just got set up and it all looks great it's like all this quality of life all this investment the combat's expanded we'll keep keep going like diablo 3 with reaper of souls and loot 2.0 they do all this great injection all this update all this amazing quality of life and what do they do crazy idea guys what if we what if we kept working in this game why walk away from it? This sucker's humming right now. It's humming. Let's go, baby. Let's add more content. Like, there is a path here for live service games to not deliver mediocrity and crap to you. Because let me tell you something. Everyone's concerned that live service is going to ruin games. I got news for you. Live service is going to save games. Do you want to know why? Because all the bad examples... All the examples of really bad, really crappy live service games, those you should, in in a weird roundabout way, you should be thankful for those. Because those are going to keep us from going down into this weird, diluted, stretched too thin gutter that you're worried about. It's not that your fears are unwarranted, they're overstated. Because I believe that live service is the future. And I think only the games that do it right and respect the players will succeed. So you'll be the benefactor of all the bad games that are laying by the side of the road that went nowhere. Anthem. Like, they're cautionary tales. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. So, if done properly... We stand to benefit, I think. Because the alternative is you're going to make, you want your favorite franchises to do what then? You got to wait five or six years. You get one single title. You play the snot out of it and then you put it down and that's it. Now you got to wait another five or six years. Now, if they try to trickle out content to you faster than that, well, then that's when you get half-faked products like Fallout 76. Now, Fallout 76 has significantly rebuilt itself, but Fallout 76 was basically just that. It was like, well, instead of making people wait a really, really long time, let's push this out in a shorter, you know, shorter amount of time and you got a half-baked piece of garbage. 
don't think it's investor pressure. It's games player bases that they're responding to. More importantly, publishers and devs think live service is the future. Pressure from the investors and corporate starts uh, profiting hurts gamers' experience. I don't think so. It's a symbiotic relationship. If they focus on profits, you know what's going to happen? They're going to build. They're going to build healthy funnels where players are playing and enjoying themselves and willingly spending money. How many people do you think sit down and play Fortnite and have bought a bunch of skins and bought a bunch of V Bucks and think, "Gosh, this game sucks." Now they might complain about a patch or an update or an overpowered meta or something like that. But generally speaking, the reason that game just prints money is because people are having fun and choosing to continue to come back. I think that symbiotic relationship will continue to to meta itself out in us benefiting. Hey guys, I'm poor at the moment. Lost my membership. Yo, we can't have this, man. We can't have Newtonian without a membership. We, we've... We've now been streaming for five hours. I think it's time to convert some gray names over. Come on, let's let's see some gifteds. They fix gifteds. We can't let that. We can't let the tires fall off here. Can't let the tires fall off. We got to grow the member pool. A lot of people look at Madden or 2K. The entire fan bases think those games suck. Okay, so here's the problem with what you're saying, Zenowitz. Going to games that undeniably repackage very very similar design systems and over monetize right and they do this because they have a willing consumer base that spends tons of money i don't think that's an example of where live service is headed you're running to the most extreme examples in the industry those are the most extreme examples of games in the gaming industry and i got news for you that clock is ticking down it's ticking down a lot of people are going to say, I'm done with this. It's over monetized. There's too much. There's too much pay to win. There's too much of this going on. I think that road is running out of train track, to be quite honest with you. And I don't think Madden and all those sports games, I don't think they are representative of the market. I don't think that they are. Sports games are an unfair comparison because there are real-world sports that license their likenesses. People play Madden because of the NFL, not because of Madden. Right, and then you got a lot of money, and you got a lot of money that needs to be distributed between hands, so those games are monetized a heckin' back because the teams want money, the league wants money, the players probably want some money for use of their likeness. I mean, who knows? Who knows exactly how many hands that money you know needs to touch, but it's a lot. bring NFL Blitz back I think the sports games and the cards and the pay to win I really genuinely think this I think that I think they're running out of road I think you're going to continue to see people abandon those funnels personally I think you're going to continue to see people abandon those funnels I think that Commonly, whenever those games were were, were growing in success, they, they, they tons of people, tons of people, boom, 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 jumping in, jumping in, jumping in, and I think they're still riding that momentum. Thanks for keeping me, uh, getting me through a boring day. Thank you, Tristan. 
The card game should 100% removed, but until the players on the card speak against them, it'll never change. Yeah, I, I think they've still got a long ways to go, but I think there's going to be a slow decline in those games, personally. My, my gut... My gut is that ten years from now, those games are not are not as are not as uh, not as popular as they are right now, because I think the generation behind us is abandoning them. I could be wrong. There could be statistics that completely repudiate what I'm sen- saying, but I have this weird feeling that like the generation behind us is is saying no to to those to those games they're like no nah. no thanks FIFA Madden and NBA are pretty much here to stay because of how casual the bases are yeah but I just wonder the, the thing that I wonder Wheezy is that in 10 years are, are, are people going to feel the same way are they going to say oh yeah the, you know the, 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 these games are great I want I want more of this I don't know. It's just my, this is all gut instinct. So again, you could do a demographic statistical analysis of those games and their funnels. And you could say, no, man, these games aren't going anywhere, bro. Like the younger generation, they're embracing them. I just don't know. I feel like in 10 years, there's going to be way less people playing them. Just because how soccer and the NBA are growing in fans. Soccer for sure probably has a very, uh, a very, very promising future. Um, right? I, I would, I would think that they're, they're not going anywhere, but isn't the structure changing and isn't the licensing changing with, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. But I feel like they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose some of their push and their pull because of the licensing. But that doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna see the cessation of the cards and the selling and all of that. You know what I mean? Won't be FIFA though. I think Konami will be developing FIFA now. EA lost the FIFA name. Should games focus on FOMO? I think you can have healthy FOMO and really unhealthy FOMO. Right? I think you can have healthy FOMO and you can have unhealthy FOMO. It's okay to reward your most active player base. Like, and this is why I think a lot of people look at like Assassin's Creed Infinity and they think that oh man their assassin's creed live service is going to be is going to be terrible there's going to be too much to do it's going to be too dense it's going to be too many things i don't want to do any of this right and i'm going to get overwhelmed and i'm not going to be able to to get anything done it's going to be redundant like a lot of people think that they think that like the minute you go to an assassin's creed infinity style game that all the quality is immediately going to go in the toilet I've been hearing about soccer's bright future for 20 years now it's uh, right by the future of desktop Linux for some Linux for some users 
I, I don't think that we're hearing about soccer's bright future for 20 years now. Have you looked at any of the statistics for the Euro Cup and the World Cup? I, I think in the West, we shrug at it, but globally, soccer is, is becoming, is, is unstoppable, and it's just starting to get its foothold in the West and really start to climb. It, like soccer is the most most played, most watched sport in the world. So I, I don't I don't know. It's 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 bright future in the West has been slow, but even that's changing. Even that's changing. It wouldn't surprise me if in twenty years a lot of these smaller schools you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see way more soccer presence than American football because American football is going to start to going to going to evaporate from some of these school programs cuz they won't be able to afford the insurance. Kids are getting hurt too much. Yo, super gaming jumping in. Enjoy the dope badge and emote your dope and deserve dope stuff. Uh second or third new member of the day. That's not a gifted. Make sure you get into our members only Discord. Not even the West, the U.S. The rest of the West loves it. I'm only talking about the U.S. Right, sorry. The U.S. has kind of like been slow to embrace soccer. But I think soccer in the U.S. will be, in the next 20 years, you'll see it way more prominent in high schools. I think you'll, I think you'll, it'll be way more prominent in high schools. Because high schools are going to start to, going to start to phase out their American football programs. That, that's already happening. Yeah, baseball too. Baseball's falling in popularity. Baseball will always be around, right? It's it's an American pastime, but you know, viewership and all that, it's it it struggles because it's just such a slow sport. Hockey struggled with this and they they changed the two line pass rule because they needed scores to go up and for games to speed up. So we're we're getting well off the train tracks here, but how did we get there? Oh, Games, popularity, live service, soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think live service inevitably leads down the road of like Madden and FIFA. I don't think it inevitably inevitably leads there. Yo, Silver Shadow with three months. Always great listening to any number one choice in gaming news. To my number one gaming choice news. Thank you, Silver Shadow. Toe Ball will never get a strong presence in the U.S. How many failed leagues? No, it's already, it's already, that's, it's all, it's all changing right now. It's all changing right now. It will, it will have, and already is having a growing presence in the U.S. It's already happening. When do they change the icing rule? I don't know when they change the icing rule. They changed the two-line pass rule like seven years ago. About seven years ago, I think. Because they wanted the game to speed up. They wanted more breakaways because that leads to more scores. Like, hockey's so fast and so high energy and then it ends 0-0 or 0-1 and people are like, what the frick? Now, soccer's different. Like, soccer can be intense the whole time and it can end with a 0-1 and everyone's like, that was an amazing game. Hockey felt dissonant because it's like, it's so condensed down and so small and it's just so intense and then no scores. I think just, it was a huge turnoff for people. Heard someone say exactly what you're saying in 1985. Nine failed leagues later, still just toe ball. Yeah, but the difference is, I'm going to tell you what the difference is. Classic cable uh, subscription shifts and American sports interest shifts. 
are happening now. 85 to now, there was not huge shifts of interest in baseball. There was not huge shifts of interest in sports programs around American football. American football sports programs are going to continue to have issues going forward. It, no one, less and less parents want their kids playing. They don't want their kids playing. And the, and the, and the, and the lower, smaller teams, smaller schools, smaller organizations, they'll start shutting down the program because they can't afford the insurance. It's too easy for kids to get permanently hurt. So I think there's a vac- there's a vacancy forming and that's when so- that's how soccer's edging in in America. Because there's a shift like kids are growing up caring more about soccer than other sports. My entire friend circle, all the kids love soccer. They don't give a rip about anything else. They all love soccer. There's a soccer program that my kids are in that they they're turning people away soccer has very similar head issues to football (laughs) no it doesn't headers aren't good for you no soccer and American football equating their head injuries to each other is not even remotely comparable no that's that's a shell game that the NFL tries to play and the fans of the NFL tries to play no no laugh at it read about cte no micro concussions and micro and all of the micro sm- minor concussions that people get on the line no no soccer doesn't even come close the number of headers in a game are infinitesimally smaller than all of the micro concussions that linemen receive that's that 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 is a complete misrepresentation now should soccer look at head injuries and say headers should be illegal or at the very least strongly caution people against it sure but that's not the same as having something that's endemic to the game that's happening constantly that's not the same at all it isn't headers and the risk of a header compared to the calcification of these poor linemen's brains is just unbelievably not even in the same universe of severity it's not it's not even in the same because heading the ball is not endemic it's not happening the entire game linemen are getting glancing blows every game every minute every practice like They're similar. They're not even similar. They're different types of head injury. The science behind what's happening in the NFL is not the big head injuries. That's not it at all. It's the glancing blows that no one detects. It's it's the silent killer. The helmets are actually well designed for helmet to helmet. Last reports I read it absorbs like 80-something percent of the impact when they go helmet-to-helmet. You're actually safer in a helmet-to-helmet collision than in the glancing blows. It's all those glancing blows, right? Headers in, in soccer are so infrequent, and they're not even, when they are happening, they're not even always happening at the same intensity because they're different. So not all, not all headers are equal. It's not the same type of head injury. 
It's 100%. You're 100% correct. The real damage is the light hits, like a soccer ball to the head. Right, but the difference is that the, 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 the calcification in, in American football that they're discovering in these guys' brains is because it's on top. It's on top, it's on top, it's on top, it's on top, it's on top. It's like me, if you had a bruise on your arm, and I just, every day I saw you, I punched the bruise. You'd be like, gosh, stop! It would get worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, because I just keep hitting the same spot. That's what the glancing blows in American football does. It's a micro-concussion on a micro-concussion on a micro-concussion on a micro-concussion on a micro-concussion. That's not endemic to soccer. Like, the number of times in a game somebody's going to do that. So that means it's less severe as well. Not arguing it's more as frequent, saying it's a similar problem. But it's but to me, again, it's not similar because, again, it's something that they could just caution them against doing, and then the player does it knowing the risk that they're taking. The micro-concussions in football are literally a part of the game. You, you literally can't not have it happen to you. You could play soccer and do the research and be like, I'm not going to head the ball. It's not worth the risk. And you'd be fine. Like the average game, they're not going to be like, unbelievable, he refuses to head the ball and that's the game. Like... And even removing headers, again, you could say the player's choosing to do it and they don't have to. It's not endemic to the to the experience of soccer. You could completely be like, I'm never gonna do it. But as a as an offensive or defensive lineman, you can't just refuse to engage in smacking against the other guy. It's it is how the game is played. It would be like if we, like, you know, you look at boxing. I mean, gee, many Christmas, a lot of those guys end up just vegetables late in life. Because it's endemic to the game. Just wailing on each other's heads. Yeah, I don't think you'd ever get away with removing headers. I don't think you'd ever get away with removing headers. But think about it like this creature. You know how easy it is for high schools and colleges to remove that risk in soccer they just say hey at these lower leagues headers aren't allowed it's gone the problem's gone just like that you can't do that with football that's the problem that's the problem that's why a lot of these smaller schools are just going to shut down their football programs they won't be able to afford the insurance it's like it's endemic to the game kids are smashing into each other for hours at a time they're getting concussions they're getting glancing blows they're seeing double we can't afford this we're, it's too risky we don't have the money yeah, big colleges and stuff they'll be fine but the smaller colleges and the smaller high schools there's already a pivot happening in some states where you're just seeing soccer rise lacrosse lacrosse rise and football is declining in, not everywhere but in some places If you think soccer is a non-contact sport, my thousands of dollars of medical deals would disagree. Right, that's not, yeah, we're not talking about that. Like, every every sport, there's that risk, right? In baseball, my gosh, you can get really hurt in baseball if you're not careful, and baseball is like one of the slowest sports ever. 
That's a lot of leaf blows. <laughs> leaf blow! People tuning in for new Assassin's Creed game news are like, what the frick are they talking about? This is what happens when the minute... This is so funny. This happens every time. And I like the debates. But like, if you mention sports ball, there are people like, sports ball? Who's talking sports ball? <laughs> like, no, we were talking about live service games and someone mentioned FIFA and Madden. And here we are. <laughs> it never fails. It never fails. Sports ball gets mentioned. It's like Pandora's box. You're like, FIFA and Madden. It's like, oh no, we opened up the box. Soccer has more injuries than football. Coach soccer for close to a decade. Well, it has more injuries. They're probably minor injuries because you're not wearing any equipment. That's again, that's not a good comparison because, you know, getting your ankle broke, your wrist broke or something like that, you know, twisted ankles and things like that. You're wearing, you know, you're wearing less gear. So it's far more likely. There's far more contact. There's far more permutations of how two people's bodies can come flying together with with no gear on. Uh, But not life-altering. There's not like an epidemic in the soccer community of brain calcification (laughs) like there is in the NFL. This is why everybody's so wimpy nowadays. Everyone's so afraid to do anything with the risk. Risky sports, ETC, are some of the most fun and exhilarating things you can do. It's not about risk, Hemulin. It's about people should be properly educated on the risks. You should know if your fairly large, very strong son, he's a bigger guy and he's strong, and you know he'd make a great lineman, you should be properly educated on the risks that you're taking with your son's brain health if he's going to go play football. And there's been a lot done to hide that from the public so that you don't know. And then these guys are in their 40s and they can't do basic math and they have massive brain calcification and it's from small glancing blows that went undetected. There is no protocol for that. There is no look at the pen, look at the light, you're good. He got his bell rung, but we went through concussion protocols. He's fine. There's no way to check. There's no way to check for that. Dudes are getting into their 40s and they're literally mentally handicapped because they played football like and nobody wants to talk about it nobody wants to say anything about it because millions of dollars it's entertainment we want to see the big hits well who cares about these guys that couldn't balance a checkbook if you gave them a million dollars because their brain is not there anymore it's fried soccer has more injuries I knew they had more flops No, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that if you coach soccer, you probably see more injuries because it's just easier for somebody to get twisted up and broken ankle, twisted this, twisted that, sprain, break. It's just, it's just the way the sport goes. Like it's not, you're not in the, you're not in the same, in the same like hemisphere of body contact. You don't have all that equipment on. get people that are basically turned into vegetables and we're out here acting like you're a wimp for not wanting to turn your brain into frozen yogurt yeah come on man don't 
Don't you want to be like dependent on the people around you when you're 40? You'll be really rich. Your knees will be shot. You'll need a walker. You will. You won't even you, like. And, and let alone, we're not acting like like they struggle with basic math. Like that's an understatement. A lot of the times, they don't understand what's going on. Like there's, they've got like emotional problems. They've got propensities to all kind of terrible things because their brain's all messed up. Ham, uh, injuries in soccer are things like hamstrings, broken bones, and foot, knee problems. Not too many through physical contact. Yeah, and I think the average people understand too that like if you're going to play a game like soccer, you are risking like mobility later in life. You are. You're taking a big risk because you take some of those hits and your knee goes the wrong way. You'll never be the same. You'll walk funny when you're 50. Like, that's just a risk. There's a big difference between needing a cane or having a limp or a gait and being like, I can't properly think. You know what I'm saying? I don't mess with brain injuries. I have buddies from deployment that got their bell rung one too many times. They're basically a toddler and it breaks my heart. Yeah. You see it and you're like, yeah, maybe maybe this is wrong. (laughs) Maybe this is wrong. Maybe people should know. Maybe people should know that this is a risk. You know, and listen, listen, if they're educated on the risks and they sign and say, give me the money, ring my bell a thousand times a week. All right. You know. They they know what they know what the risks are. There was a Ravens lineman who retired a couple of years into his career to go to med school, wanted to protect his brain. The community reaction was good for you, buddy. Good call. Best of luck. Everyone knows the risks now. They are knowingly assuming them. On a different topic, I think Lono should get a boot. What's that? What is this? Why would I do that? Why would I get my haircut faded that way? That doesn't seem like something that would look good on my head or my hair. I mean, yeah, I could see some guys getting in, getting out and being like, hey, man. You know, maybe I'll be a little bit slower when I'm 70, but crispy couple mil and I'm out. Set my fam up. I'm good. Properly invested. I'm out of here. But some of these guys, man, they play until the wheels fall off and they're never the same. You said this in the 60s and the 80s. I'd agree. Players are not aware of the risks. Right. And the growing, my, my entire point was just this. The growing consensus that this is extremely risky is driving parents to say, "I, what about lacrosse? What about soccer? Right? What, what, what about baseball and basketball? What about these other sports programs? And that's also causing some schools to look at it as well and to think maybe we should, maybe we just should do something else. Maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, insurance companies are going to start to adjust required payment in accordance with the science, and we're not going to be able to afford it. What if we get sued? All it takes is one family to sue, and then it's like, shut the whole thing down, dude. 
Yeah, lacrosse is pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about being a contact sport. It's about glancing blows and brain and brain like it's it's about micro concussions being endemic to the game. That's the issue. Other games you can have high contact moments and risk. Dudes can get absolutely obliterated in baseball if they're not careful. That ball is dangerous. In the off, off the right bat, off the right line drive, you could change a guy permanently if he gets hit by it. But it's not endemic to the game. Like, you're having a misunderstanding if you think, well, this game's got contact in it. This game's got injuries sometimes. You, you're completely misunderstanding the issue with American football. If you think that, like, lacrosse or soccer, baseball or field hockey are equal to American football. High school makes five times more money than high school uh, than high, high school soccer team does. Yeah, it depends on the school though. Some schools, yeah, they make tons of money off the football programs and some schools don't. Some schools are stringing things together on a shoestring budget and all it's going to take is the right kid getting hurt and it's all over. But baseball isn't a contact sport. Contact's part of the cross. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not about comparing whether or not a game is contact. It's about what type of contact is intrinsic to the game itself. Didn't Chris Benoit, the famous wrestler who wound up uh, unloving his family, complete aggressive and violent personality changes stem from brain injuries uh, from wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if wrestling has made changes to protect those guys. Yeah, that guy too. I don't know if um, if wrestling has is, is changed any of its policies. Hey, for late viewers, which kind of Assassin's Creed, Creed pff, which kind of Assassin's Creed game did you like? Linear open world? Yeah, let's look at the poll results. Hey, we actually got a lot of votes on the poll. 677 votes. Classic has won the day at 63%. RPG open world is down below 40% now. So with the new Assassin's Creed game rumored to be removing the RPG elements or minimizing them and also moving away from open world and going to more of a stripped down experience we uh, we were curious what was everyone's preference and it does seem that many people are are saying yeah I want to go back you know I want to go back I, I want to I want to experience a more classic Assassin's Creed experience. This is a fun rabbit hole. It was. <laughs> People are commenting on the the short from the day, and they're like, "That's just Bethesda, baby. That's Bethesda." <laughs> it's funny. Assassin's Creed has needed a reboot for the longest time now. Many of us have said that we think Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be like a love letter to fans who have said, where's the classic Assassin's experience? Because Origins and Odyssey and AC Valhalla are not at all like the classic games. Like, this image got people pretty excited because he's wearing, like, the classic Assassin's garb, the pointed white hood. It's, It's more of a traditional setting you know, it feels way more like AC 1 and 2 with the setting and the people and everything. Um, so, I would I would say 
I would say that this is going to be the last hurrah in the classic AC experience because AC Infinity is described as a platform. They're basically, this is the, I think this is going to be like their last sort of like love letter. Like, hey guys, we're not making these kind of games anymore. This is the last one. We can learn from everything we've done, everything we've built and make it really good. Did AC1 take place in Israel? I'm not actually sure. I don't remember where it takes place. Last hurrah, unless it sells like gangbusters. Wrestling's taking huge steps in limiting why a lot of the big drops and falls and chair shots ETC are limited now. Oh, so they have changed their protocols in response to that. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. It's like, man, it, 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 I don't know. We got people doing, doing bad stuff to themselves because they get later in life and they don't know what in the world's going on. They're, you know, their brain's a poached egg. You know, is there a way to, is there a way to limit that? You know, let me get the member stream set up, guys. Uh, gifted members, gifted members are, as far as we could tell, fixed. So now is a good time to try to convert some of the gray names over to green names. Some of the people without a joystick over Operation Joystick is what we call it. It's a great way to try to bring people with us into the next stream. Uh, that way they can be a part of it. They've been loyal. They've been watching. I've been streaming for five and a half hours. A lot of people are still here. So I always like rewarding those people if we can with a membership. I'll give you guys a few minutes to do that while I get this set up. That way we can redirect to it. If you've never done a membership before, if you can afford a $5 membership, you get an extra talk show every day and access to our members only discord. And then the Friday night streams also are there for members with my wife. So jump in on your own. So that way the people right now, I know times are tough for some folks. Not everybody can afford a membership. There's more people getting gifted. If you jump in on your own, when you can afford it, detonator says, let's bring five people with us. Now, all five of these should get grabbed. It worked earlier. It still takes about 30 seconds to a minute for them to be distributed so make sure and click allow gifts you've got time to go into your gifting settings you can click join or the dollar sign go into the members menu click the three dots go to your gifting settings and toggle it on if it's already on you can toggle it off save it and then go back in and turn it back on again some of you can't get them because you're a branded account which is pretty frustrating because people that didn't want their real names in chat switch to branded accounts and we told people to do that because that's the way that we were sort of told to handle it. And now we've got people on branded accounts that can't do accept gifted members because we told them to switch to brand accounts. There they go. It worked. It worked. I told you they fixed it. Ryan Butler, Kelvin K, Strider Prime, Razor, and Wireless Showerhead. If I just called out your username, it's because you got a gifted membership from Detonator, which means you can come with us to the members only stream sometimes we do like a little gifted member train to pull as many gray names as we can into the members only content so i will give you guys two more minutes if you want to do that if you want to bring some people with us especially now that it's actually working it's a lot more exciting when you see every single one grabbed that fast yeah wireless showerhead is is fantastic sounds problematic yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm on PC today. I still could not accept rewards. You can't even go into... Do you not have the gifting settings option, Chris, under the join button? Join button, three dots at the top. You, do you not have, like, gifted options? 
there's got to be a way for people to figure this out. There's got to be a way for them to update branded accounts to be able to accept them. I just don't get it. It's so backwards that we spent the last two years telling people to switch to a branded account so they don't dox themselves in a YouTube chat. Um, You know, switch to a branded account. And now they can't get, and now they can't get it. Can't wait for members chat. All right, one more minute. One more minute if we want to keep Operation Joystick going, and then we're going to roll it over into members only. I'm going to send out, um, can't wait for members chat and how I said people got hackles raised for nothing. Oh, what are you bringing? What do you want to chat about? Tony, I saw about a bigger stake of Elden Ring, thirty percent of From. They all they went all the way up to thirty percent. This can sound really dated, but I'm really enjoying Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Rings of Power. Oh gosh. I I'm gonna disagree with you. If you guys want to come debate it, I thought the marketing was not even remotely close to the quality of the show. The marketing, like, I even went back and watched a trailer wheeze, and I was like, it's just not good. It's not, the trailers aren't good. They're bad. They're super bad. I was so pleasantly, I was 100% wrong. I was so thrilled. Now, let's talk about it in members only. I'll explain to you what I think and why. I'm going to make you wait. Uh, What was I so wrong about what was I so wrong about members only post there we go Mm. let me set up redirect did I already set it up I already set it up hang on let me send a tweet Do 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 Discord. We didn't hit the Discord or Twitter with our second show today. Alright, if you want to come to these streams, become a member or wait for those gifted memberships. A real great reason to be here as often as you can. Maybe consider creating a non-branded account just so you can snag a membership, especially if you listen every day. 
hey if you're watching this you're probably a member well you should be a member and you may have been gifted a membership or done a membership recently you might have missed this as a live stream real great reason to be in our discord there's a discord link below on all of our streams so be sure to get in there the members only discord is a great way to connect with the community but it's also a great way to not miss out on the content i'm going to end the previous stream about the new assassin's creed game it was a good discussion we had a great day we also talked about halo infinite we were honestly super late to both those stories and the turnout and response was amazing it feels really good to cover stuff couple days late and still have really really great response from the community so I'm going to end that previous stream and bring everybody over and then I'll make sure and change that thumbnail so it no longer says live 